Welcome back, everyone. We're here. Rogue Opinions. It is the week of fully loaded 2000. But first, we have a Smackdown to talk about. Mm-hmm. The July 20th, 2000 edition of Smackdown. Here on the Rogue Retro Smackdown Review. And I, w- I was still in high school then. Good for you. Yeah, well, I was still in high school then. I'm pretty sure. I don't think I've, I've started watching wrestling <laughs> yet at this point. My brother, I think, started already because... Well, you... You'd have been like what four? Approaching four, at Approaching least. Approaching four. So my, you'd my have been bro- a bit younger then. Well, yeah, but my brother. I think I get into it fairly soon afterwards via my brother, who's three years older than me. Yeah, yeah. And so I think he would have started because I know he talked about getting no mercy of this year a few months after this taped for him by my granddad. Yeah. <laughs> Which spoiler it doesn't work out for the Rock that night, and I remember he he was some he was still in a time period where you could get. Go to the video shop and get wrestling tapes, and so I he, did that. So being a wee boy, you know, loves the rock, so he does. Things will work out for the rock at no mercy. Spoilers, and, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he, so long that I would cheer him. I look at you something with the rock on it. So he finds the tape. He he just chooses one at random. It's Judgment Day two thousand. Rock loses that as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a kick in the balls for the for a young Ross. <laughs> ah. I bet. Yeah, you know, when I started, I was watching the tapes mm-hmm. when I was relatively young. I wasn't 10 anyway, you know, yeah. I was still young. I don't think I was as young as you. I think I was maybe like the age your brother was, maybe. Mm-hmm. I might have been like 7, 8, yeah. something like that. But I first got my tapes out at like the rental places and mm-hmm. that. And because when we were living, because we lived in Fintry in Stormingshire, right? Yeah. And the TV we had was a little cream black and white TV. Mm-hmm. So, for years, I didn't know. If, I didn't even realize we were bleeding until we got a color TV. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were bleeding or sweating. Mm-hmm. I just remember watching in black and white, and I did not care because wrestling was awesome. Yeah. I didn't care if it was black and white. You know, but I remember watching all the, the golden era shit. You know, like the mm-hmm. Million Dollar Man and like. Shit like that, because I when I started watching it, I didn't watch. I never watched wrestling in the time period the year, that you, that would have been happening. That would have been happening. I was I was always sort of catching up. Ah, uh, you know. Yeah, I uh, I remember. And sorry, I cut you off. No, no, right? no. But I I never um like I never watched the show at that time either. I always watched the pay per views that yeah. I got on tape. You know, mm-hmm. and they were always. They were always random, you know, it could have yeah. been one time I'd go to the video store and I'd get a couple of WWF tapes and sometimes I'd get some WCW tapes, I watched a lot of Suffer Sting, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and Big Big Van Vader and Mean Mark Callis and or Mean Mark Callahan and all that shit. I remember, I didn't, I didn't know what WCW was for a long time because I was so young and I think I would have already, Evasion would have either been starting or wrapped up maybe. Uh, so basically, WCW and its peak was long gone by the time I'm yeah, becoming yeah. exposed to what wrestling is. See, I, I grew up in the in the sort of peak era, I suppose. So, so my real edu- real education early on for what WCW is was from two sources. One was a was this big book. I can't remember what it was about, but there was a lot of stuff about WCW. It's big one of those big like annuals you get. Yeah, yeah. You get at the time. Uh, we have that, and also. Now we talk about weird double packs of, of wrestling DVDs you sometimes get. Yeah, yeah. I got one. It was uh, SummerSlam 04, I got. Yeah. Which is, you know, main event by Benoit and Orton in the main event for the world title. That's the one that Benoit loses. Yes, it is. Uh, but 
it came the thing theory was the best of WWE Confidential, <laughs> which was a weird and early like behind the scenes I've kind of thing they used to do. So there was a lot in there about WCW and everything. Yeah. So I got a lot. I'll look you, at it you, from there. You got your info. I got a lot of info from that, and then pieced it together, and a lot of bits and pieces. You know, as because as I got older, you know, places where you could hear about old stuff became more readily available for me. Mm, mm. So, yeah. But yeah, I I I was September year I was watching primarily the SmackDown on a on a Saturday morning. Yeah. I never. I don't think I ever watched a full on episode of Raw beginning to end until after I took my wee break from wrestling and came back because mm. at that time for me the main exposure I got to Raw on a weekly basis was after Smackdown for one hour they'd have a highlight show called WWE Bottom Line which would tell you the main highlights from Raw nice usually hosted by Todd Grisham <laughs> oh god so, so um, but in between that I had DVDs or tapes giving me like bits from End of Attitude, Start of Ruthless Aggression, all that stuff. <coughs> well, a lovely little history lesson we've had to start off yeah. the show. Yes. Uh, we're three days away in the timeline from one of one of the most <sighs> talked about, most remembered. Dang. What? Sorry, I was just, just before we got into it, I was looking at my phone here and there's a a Facebook post here that's saying the draw is hours away from Lotto Land UK. United Kingdom braced for a six hundred and one million pound Powerball jackpot. You imagine the trouble I could cause with six hundred and one <laughs> million pounds. Yes. You imagine the trouble I could cause with one million pounds. I could imagine that you'd call, you'd be the kind of person that could cause trouble with a pound. Yeah, I could. <laughs> yeah, I could. But if I had six hundred and one million pounds, all the things I would do, <laughs> nothing. Yeah, yeah, you'd do fuck off. I would get my house cleaned. I would get my house decorated. Not do it myself. I'd pay people to do it. Of know? course. And then what are you doing? You have that money. You don't I do would anything. pay all my bills for life. And then I'd sit down <laughs> and not do anything. You know, I was gonna say you barely do anything now. Yeah, but I would, I would have, you know, I would have no pressure. I could, <laughs> I could comfortably do nothing. Right. You know, other than sit here and do the wonderful shows that we do, <laughs> and just so you know, they are wonderful shows. I mean, you could buy us some proper microphones for one thing. That's yeah, you I could, could do, but you know, yeah, effort. They spend all this money on a decorator. Yeah, you know, I'd only have a few hundred million left you know oh, it'd, be, it'd be hard it'd be hard, it'd be hard on the pocket oh, if, he, if he buys a microphone for you you have to buy a microphone for that guy and everyone else yeah, will want every, every fucker will want a microphone you know <laughs> it'd be terrible you know but don't worry Scott if I win 601 million pounds in a couple of hours even while I'm not in the draw yeah, you know, say, it's hard I'll, sort, to, I'll sort you out man you'll be good it's hard to really win anything when you're not in it well you just give it to me anyway because you know I'm I'm me. <laughs> That's why. That's as good a reason as any. Anyway, back to <laughs> back to the show. <laughs> it's July two thousand. We're about to get to one of the most popular, at least for people who are fans of this era, pay per views of the time. People will popular fond memories of fully loaded. 2000. I didn't watch it at the time, obviously. No, I I wasn't watching wrestling then. No, I was I was being a teenager. But this week, as we head into Fuller Road in the year 2000, number one movie in the UK, Stuart Little, starring uh, Michael J. Fox as the voice of the aforementioned Stuart Little. Do you know 
I haven't ever seen it. You're not really missing out, if I'm honest with you. Yeah, I didn't think I was. Hugh Laurie's in it. There's a cat voiced by Nathan Lane. <laughs> I might see it when there's Nathan Lane. I like Nathan Lane. Not in Fraser. No, not in Fraser. But everything else yeah. is fine. Uh, the even more movie in the US. I've never, I didn't hear about this until I looked this up. What Lies Beneath? It is a horror movie starring Michelle Fiverr and Harrison Ford. And it's directed by Robert Zemeckis. I've seen that. Good movie. Well, I'll yeah. take your word for it. Good I movie. Have no good movie. I also, funnily enough, since since we haven't done it, I'm going to use this little segue as an opportunity to quickly speak of our week. You know. Yeah, well, I was going to once did, we did, did this. Did you like Lorraine? <laughs> quickly speak of our week. You know, but I did see during the past week. Uh, a trailer for a horror movie, mm-hmm. which, and you know I don't regularly go to the cinema, it's not really my thing, there's nothing really on worth seeing, Yeah. but I've seen a trailer for this thing, you might have heard of it, Megan. Yeah, you showed me it, you watched, you oh, and I yeah, watched yeah, it together, yeah, remember? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, a, it's really it's really intriguing to me, you know, I really might go to the cinema and see that. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to suggest going, going with you, because uh, yeah, yeah. It, it looks really good. It, it looks creepy as fuck. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that weird remake they tried to do of, of Child's Play with it. Yeah, uh, I've with, seen that. With it as an AI with Mark Campbell. Imagine that, but good. That's what yeah, imagine that, about. but not not that. Yeah, not that. <laughs> imagine that not being that and actually being reputable and not shite. Mm-hmm. And not having Mark Hamill. Sorry, Mark Hamill, but you can't be Chucky. Just Brad Dourif <laughs> can be Chucky, you <laughs> fucking force-using dick. <laughs> Alright. Asshole. When you're not insulting Mark Camel, how was your it was your birthday of recent wasn't it? It was. I I turned twenty-eight. <laughs> plus, no, I didn't. Plus ten. Yeah, plus ten. Multiply by the ten. Yeah. But no, I turned thirty-eight. Hmm. <sighs> Pesh. <laughs> so it is. But no, I turned thirty-eight. Uh-huh. And I got uh I got a lovely card from my mum. And I got a lovely card and a cool Fear of the Dark Maiden t-shirt from my dad. It's pretty cool, I can see it now. Yeah, and I got a lovely card from my mum's friend, my godmother, yeah. Elizabeth. She gave me a lovely card with 20 quid in it, which mm-hmm. was sweet as. You know, your good self got me a fantastic video, King yeah. of Ring 95, from a collection. Yeah, and for those who like who know of the reputation of King of Ring 95, it's not because I was trying to be a dick. He really needs it for his collection. I for, really do. For completion purposes, you know? I really do. And I, I, I appreciate that. I know a lot of people say 95 is the WWF's worst fucking year of business, but, you know, some people, a very small minority, appreciate it for what it was, and I am of that small minority. I mean, we did see some of the worst parts of 95 when we were reviewing some of the later in your houses. Yeah, that yeah, year. yeah. But no, I got the fantastic tape from you, and I got the best fucking present from my awesome brother, Daniel. <laughs> He's the best cunt, so he is. He got me a ticket to see Ozzy. Mm-hmm. I mean... Fuck yes, man, you know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck yes. My fucking brother, he's a legend, man. He's a good cunt. So you Best. Hope, hopefully you'll see Ozzy that night. If he goes on stage, if he has his 100 burn, enough burn M&M to fill a brandy glass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wayne World 2 reference there for you. <laughs> if I... Ozzy wouldn't go on stage. <laughs> but still, I got the M&Ms. Ozzy went on stage. and did a great show. <laughs> 
Love that guy, man. <laughs> what? Why do you sleep like that? Listen, Sonny Jim. Sleeping like that will add ten years to your life. <laughs> I learned that from Keith Richards when I toured with the Stones. <laughs> I have a question. When did you become a nut bar? <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. When did you become such a nut bar? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so Garth was best in the first one. Little, I love you, man. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, after you got your tickets to Odyssey, which is when's that next year? Next year, sometime. And I also have gotten a present from my wonderful fiance Brian as well. I don't know if I've gotten that yet. I may have. Because I missed the postman the other day and got one of those fun little red cards, you oh, know. Yes. So, but I'm going to Clyde Bank tomorrow. I can go to the depot and go, oh, post prick, geez it. <laughs> funny deal, be... actually, because the post depot guy is actually pretty cool. He's a maiden guy, too. So, I was going to say, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd say, hole minus the uh, post prick. Posty prick, where's my post? Because <laughs> he'll probably give him a post in a most unpleasant manner if I say that to him. Who, who, who called you a postie prick? You did. That's no been. That wasn't the end. <laughs> <laughs> We're being silly now, right, but right. how was your week, Scott? We, we, we are being silly. Now, us, never. Did you have a good week? I, did. I got shoes for my birthday a few weeks later. That I hadn't really worn until that previous week, and I'm wearing them now. They're quite nice. Leathery uh, trainers. Very nifty. I like yes. those. Yes. They're quite good. Uh, I was they're in, quite good. Yes, they're quite good. Mm, yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I wore them uh, this past weekend. Uh, oh, originally it's like eight and a half, and I go, I go between eight or about eight and a half and a nine, depending on the house shoe. So I initially uh-huh. got a set like these in a nine, and had to send them back because they were like wearing clown shoes. <laughs> so then I got these. I wore them out the weekend. I went out with some friends to uh, Bavarian Brauhaus. It's called ah uh-huh. beer and beer and sausage and whatnot. Yes, there's some German pub. <laughs> Big place, big place up in uh, the town, not too far from Central Station. Nice. Uh, it was pretty good, yeah. Well, I was there up from one o'clock, uh, I started early. <laughs> but after, we're about my second side, that's when I got food in. Oh, we talk about food in honour, or show it's going to pull around, if I need to mention it here. Uh, because I got, I was looking at the burger just to get myself a regular burger, but then I saw down, it was a chicken schnitzel burger. Oh, and I love a bit. Of, I love a bit of schnitzel, me. A bit of schnitzel. I love. I once. I remember when I was in Berlin, twenty sixteen. I went to this. Me and my mum and dad. We ordered schnitzel from this restaurant. It was. It was huge. Do you mind? Uh, do you mind enlightening me? I know of schnitzel. Schnitzel. Schnit. Schnitzel. Schnitzel. Yeah. I know of schnitzel, but I do not know exactly what schnitzel is. It's basically, you know, chicken and. It's a, it's a German egg type of breaded chicken. Oh, chicken right, and these right, right. breadcrumbs, but you know it's it's very different. Just regular chicken. It's got a weight in it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not exactly the expert, it, but it also comes in a weird kind of shape as well. You can get you can get pork schnitzel as well. My mum makes pork schnitzel sometimes. It can be an pain in the arse sometimes. Cut into a bit, smashing. But I heard there was a chicken schnitzel burger come, which, and the menu said it would come on a brioche bun. It said it also included cheese and ham. Nice. I thought, oh, and I asked the one for typical because I'm one of those people. No, none of this is salady shit on top of my burger. Give me, give me my chicken, my cheese, and my ham. Don't give me your lettuce, your rabid food. Yes. 
And so I asked for everything, and they came as weird. The chips were weirdly like kind of folded in a weird way, but they were already they came salted, and they were ah, uh, they were good. Yes. They not not too hot as well. They came in this weird tray, so I dumped that on the plate, and not because sometimes you can get chips in a weird container at a pub, and you pour them out, and you need to give them a second because somehow they're always like piping hot. And then I got the so the beer comes right, and like a couple of guys at Ordford kind of came at the one time we were still waiting for some people. And one or two guys were in the table that we had with this long table. And some of the guys were waiting till later on to order food. So, my, it's, she's putting the stuff down and my workout's put down last time. I'm looking at it. I've got the brioche bun, I've got the, the chicken. Not seeing anything on top of it. I thought, where's my cheese and my ham here? <laughs> and I want to complain, but you know, I get so then I was like, I can't be asked kicking off this here. I'm thinking, I paid, what do I say, how much I paid for it? Mm. But, paid, paid enough. But it was worth it in the end because I cut it open. Cheese and the ham is inside the schnitzel. Oh, yes, the chicken, the cheese, and the ham is all inside. And I seen, I seen the cheese. I cut it open. I could see the cheese. Cause I could like to cut my burger in half yeah, to yeah, let yeah. the steam out. I could see the cheese kind of coming as it was coming. I'm like, oh, that's uh, oh, this is this is <laughs> gonna be a good time. And it was smashing. I, I fucking devoured that thing, <laughs> which I'd saved a wee bit more. But it was so. If you end up going to the Van Beers and you're into your schnitzel, I'd, I'd recommend getting that. Well, having, having, quite honestly, and I know you might find it as a shocking admission, but I don't believe, or to my knowledge, that I've ever had schnitzel. I recommend it. I don't believe. I mean, if it's, made, if it's, made, if it's made properly, obviously. The only, the only, and I, I say <laughs> odd food because, you know, I'm not very inventive when it comes to my food, you know, <laughs> I, I like just to eat. <laughs> but I, I was at that, uh, that Christmas market in town. Mm-hmm. And I got, uh, I got Cheerios. Ah. Didn't like them. Yeah. Dry as piss. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I didn't really get Cheerios, but everyone else was like, oh yeah, they're great, they're great. And I was like, I bought a little. Hmm. You know? It's like dry sweet bread with powdered sugar and chocolate on it. And you're like, meh. <laughs> here, here you go, here's a wee brief explanation of what, what, because it doesn't have to, apparently it doesn't have to be Chicken, you also get pork and everything. Chinsel is thinly sliced meat, usually pounded and tenderized with cornmeal bread, breaded and then fried. So it's basically, you get the bread comes or a bit of meat, either pork or chicken, or it says you can do veal or beef. Oh, turkey, I didn't know you could do turkey schnitzel. You can do veal? Yeah, you can do turkey schnitzel. Basically, you get, if you're getting a chicken schnitzel, basically, you bread it, but then you also fry it as well. I've always wanted to try that, you know. What, veal? Yeah, always wanted to try I don't care what the fuck it is, I'll eat it. Yeah. But, you know, it's primarily, you know, a German dish. I went to Berlin, I went to Germany in 2016, I went to Berlin. Yeah. And me, mum and dad, we got schnitzel, like, eat individually. And uh, it was fucking big, you know, like, I trust... Uh, you, when you go to Germany, you're a schnitzel, you trust it's, you trust it's going to be good, because obviously it's German, you're in Germany, it's going to be good. Yeah. But it was that big, like, I couldn't eat... I, I was hungry, but I was not as hungry as I thought I'd be, and I was not prepared <laughs> for the size of schnitzel. The waiter, the guy in the restaurant, was almost laughing at me that I couldn't finish the schnitzel. Oh, fuck him. <laughs> but that's not the main part of my story about when I went to this beer house. Yeah. Because I was on the cider and everything. Uh, Old Mount Cider was the particular choice because it was the main cider they seemed to have in this place. And I think, of course, then till about like back a 10, I may have left. Yeah. I may have had in total, across that day, eight, maybe nine ciders. Eight or nine ciders on uh, top of your schnitzel. On top of your schnitzel. 
Jesus. So thankfully I didn't throw up when I got home or the next day. But I think it wasn't a side that had done me in that evening. What was it had done you in? Well, at one point, I mean, we only had to table at 6 o'clock because we weren't even meant to be there as early as 1 o'clock. Some other guys were going to the football that day. And well, Alan, the numpty they had booked it for 1 o'clock. And so we only had it till 6 o'clock. So some guys came about 5 and so they didn't order food yet because they were waiting to see food. Because apparently the rule is in that place, you get if you don't arrive within 50 minutes of after... Yeah. You're after your table is booked for, then you you lose the table. So we just stayed at our table, and it got to six o'clock, and we're like, "All right, guys, set a timer. If we uh, if they're not here for quarter past, then we're we're staying here at this table." <laughs> they put, they came about nine minutes past six. Bastards. So they made us all get up. We were hanging around the bar area until we could find a table. We got one upstairs in the end. Yeah. After a wee while, so then some of the guys went and had food ordered. So, and. So I went upstairs and then I was sent down to my umbrella to get a pint for him. I can't remember what the kind of beer was and then I was going to get myself another cider. And a couple of three of the other lads I was there with were there. And I heard two words. If I ever hear these words again at night, I'm going to run a mile in the opposite direction. What happened? Mystery shots. Yeah. Mystery shots. They were, in the end, I ended up doing four of these shots. <laughs> Each of us took a return and buying the four shots. First one was horrible. It was a coffee liqueur. I think it turned out to be. Burned, yeah. burned my fucking throat. I don't like coffee the best of times. And I don't drink liqueur, so how the fuck would I enjoy a coffee liqueur? But you done it. The second one was a lemony kind of thing. I tasted better. Then the, then the third one was like a cherry thing. It may have been a sewer or something of that equivalent. It wasn't too bad. And then it was my turn. I was the last one. I'm like, okay, fine then. I got pressured into it, I tell you. <laughs> so Who did you pick? I didn't pick anything. You see, mystery shot, and they they find something that that, that they can give you in shot form. Give you in the shot glass for how many people are there. Yeah. And you pay. I think it was around the same price for each of us each time. It was like twenty four quid for four of these shots. Yeah. So. Uh, could have been worse. You could have said mystery shot like it was spat in the tumble. <laughs> so, I look across the bar after I've ordered it, and she's pouring a liquid that is pink. I think like, okay, that I don't trust. Also, I didn't trust the fact she sniggered a wee bit when I ordered the mystery shots. Like, she smiled in a way that I don't trust. Did she smile in the way I would smile at you in the sense that this is going to fuck you up? Maybe. Yeah. Go on. Go on, drink it. I mean, I think she could tell what the situation was because we were standing there and I was very. For the first two shots, I was adamantly. Refuse it. I'm not drinking this. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. End up doing it. Yeah. So I think you, she knew the situation. So I think she knew the situation. I think it ended up having some kind of tequila in it, maybe. That pink stuff. I don't know what the hell it actually was. But I ended up doing it. And then they wanted to do a fifth one. I got my drinks. Well, my drinks I came down for. And I may or may not have told my friend Dallas who tried to get me to do a fifth one to, and I quote, eat a dick. <laughs> Very loudly, repeatedly told him to eat a dick. That's one way to go. You had dick gun. I've not done a fifth one. I got to a bag of ten. I don't know if uh, I was like hitting a wall or whatever, but then I got to a stage like, why, I'm, why am I here? I need to be home. Why am I here? I want to go home. I want to go home. Yeah. I'd rather would maybe come back to New Zealand. I'd get turned and like, I don't know what to do. I want to go home. But you may say, I'll go home now and I've got a bus pass. And you're like, you're not getting on the bus by yourself, you'd have to. <laughs> Which is probably for the best. It was. What you should have said to him was like, I can't do a fifth shot. It's not an even number. <laughs> 
But then that would have probably got the reply, well, fuck it, we'll do six one. Yeah, I was going to say, that's going to that's gonna make the situation even worse. Yeah. I wasn't even doing four because it was any number. The other three had paid for their shots, so I don't, it was less so about, you know, getting shots in and more like... Keeping, I, keeping being decent and keeping them right, evens. Because all, they're not going to hear, like, I don't like doing, I'm not doing this because I don't like doing shots, I don't even want to do the ones we've done. I look like, oh, he's doing shots when we're paying, but when it says 30p, he's not getting that. Uh, no, you don't want to be lucky. Like you, like, you don't want to be known as that kind of guy. No, you don't want to be doing that. Mm-hmm. No, we, I, we did it different back in the day when we were day, in the pub doing shots. We used to buy green aftershock and pour it into lager. <laughs> I mean, I have done shots before, usually of some kind of series. We did a few of them in Amsterdam. Yeah. And one or two other times after that. Tell you you done the wrong thing when you were in Amsterdam. You shouldn't have drank, you should have talked. Well, nobody else in my group talked. Yeah. Well, you should have brought me in. Yeah, that's what I'd do. Sneak, sneak weed back from Amsterdam for Well, you. I mean, you should have brought me to Amsterdam. Then you would have talked. I would have made you talk. Yeah, but you don't know the, you didn't know the guy whose who's stag it was. No, I don't have a passport neither. Well, uh, what the fuck are you going on about that for? I will smuggle myself there. I remember it was funny because I'd, I'd got my passport renewed a few years before this, before my Berlin holiday, because I lost my passport. Ooh. So I had to get a new one, which meant it was good for the next 10 years. Yeah. So it then turned out that a bunch of guys suddenly remembered they had to renew their passports as we were arranging where Amsterdam trip like a few months ahead of time once they all got confirmed that's where we were gone. Mm. And then I heard more I seen people saying, well, I need this, I need to get my thing renewed, I need to fill this I need to check my passport. I'm like, Am I the only cunt here with a with a fully up to date passport that's got plenty of time on it before I need it renewed? Yeah. Oh God. So yeah, I uh, spent most of Sunday with a hangover. You know you've done it right if you have a hangover. Oh yeah. 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 You drank that pink stuff. The waitress mm-hmm. grinned at you. Uh-huh. It fucked you up. <laughs> you told your friend to eat a dick when he suggested a fifth. <laughs> yes, I did. You had a good gin. I did have a good gin. You had a good gin. Mm. And I, I, I can also say, you know, once again, I had a good birthday. Yes, because I, I, I got to see Ozzy. <laughs> yes, you have. You know, it's going to be sweet. <laughs> and my mother, as a, as a final birthday thing, tomorrow my mother and me are going out for a little day out, and I am getting some new boots. Ooh, new boots. Any particular boots in mind you want to get? Just boots. Just boots. Just boots. Just boots. I have no desire for anything frivolous or fancy, just boots. Just boots. Preferably steel toe capped boots. Well there you go. Because I have not I've thought about it and I firstly I have an issue because I don't really like to, you know, take money from my mother, even when it is my birthday. I don't like to be yeah. too flashy with it. I'm I am i am sure you're the same, you yeah, know, you yeah. don't really like to take from your mother. But I mean, when you were a kid, you had no fucking issue. No, 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 you're you know, a kid. You're like, you're when like, you, when you're a kid, you're like, you're my parents. You're supposed to give me money. Give me my money. Yeah, but when you grow up and you go, oh, you're my parent. You have other things you must pay for. I, I don't like to take your money. I will deal with it myself. And then you realize, like, oh, shit, I have no money. Parents, Mother. Would you, Mother, would you give me money? <laughs> no, I said I didn't need your money, but I kind of help us out. Yeah. You know, but we're going out tomorrow and I'm getting myself a good standard pair of black steel toe cap boots. Going out to go him, I'm like, no, I don't necessarily need your money, but if you felt so inclined to give me some money, yes. I would not throw it back in your face. Or offer me some kind of household chore or task where I may earn some money. Yes. 
Yeah. See, this is 27 minutes of fucking nonsense. Hey, this is not nonsense. This is prime talk. I'm just saying, if you're from the Rogue Opinion side of things, you like the Rogue Retrospective, but it's not familiar with me and Paul's work and Scott and Paul's around podcast, this is pretty much what we do. This is what we do, yeah. This is pretty much it. We we shoot the shit, we chittle chat, and that is what we do. We apologise to Rogue Opinions listeners if that is not your forte. But to all those uh, Scott and Paul listeners that happen upon this, mm-hmm. hey, <laughs> how you doing, man? Or chick, or I'll just call you dude. You know, I, yeah. I call everyone dude. So, hey, dude. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I see no gender in the terminology dude. I mean, yeah. not in the way I say it. I'm like, hey, fuck it, dude, man. Yeah. Even, even man, <laughs> even when I, was, when I was a teenager, I don't care if I was talking to a chick or a the guy, I'd be like, oh man, you know, fucking, you know, man. Yeah. I'm like Russell with his fucking bro thing. <laughs> Let's not talk about him on this show. Yeah, he is a cunt knuckle. That's what he is. He, he is definitely. If there was such a thing as a cunt knuckle, it would be him. Well, Russell is some ridiculous fucking tard. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that is the right words to be using. No, no. You know, but he he is an asshole. Mm-hmm. That's the right word to be using. He's a fucking asshole who talks crap. Pretty much, eh? Hey, but, Vince Russell, do you listen to this? Fuck you. Not anymore, he doesn't. No, he's he's probably blocked us by now. Oh, yeah. I tried to get blocked by Vince Russell by leaving him a comment. I mean, comment on the, on something he said. I mean, he was one being an arsehole to begin with. Yeah. You should know what you should do. You should just send him a picture of an arse with a, pic, with a little caption saying, See this? This is you. <laughs> You're an arse. But I think he was like he was offering shout-outs like Joe me cut a promo and somebody are called my mark and I was like and I suggested maybe you should make one for yourself calling yourself a fucking mark for yourself. <laughs> Did he not like that? Well, well, he didn't block me, which is annoying. So uh-huh. um, I feel I feel weird not being blocked by anybody. I feel, I feel like I'm one of the few people on Twitter who's not had anyone blocked. I've not been I've not been blocked on Twitter because I do not Twitter. But I ha- I have been verbally shouted at on Facebook. Hmm. Yeah. John Cena fans don't like it when you call their hero a cunt. <laughs> or when you post a little meme saying with with Eric Bischoff with his smarmy face going, You think John Cena's a wrestler? <laughs> yeah, okay, you go with that. But that's before he was near the end of his like main event main roster run when yeah. he actually started, you know, doing things mm-hmm. other than the five moves of Doom. Why did he wait until he was just about to go semi-pro before he started doing stuff and actually being decent? Why? Because he could get away with it. Like when he was when he was properly filtered, like no, do these things and only these things, and then yes. and then he's like, I've got more freedom now. What are they going to tell me? Because if they want it, me, I'll say fuck you. Then I'm away back to do more movies. You'll never see me again. Stand, just stand in front of people and wave your hand. Until oh, we can see you, John, and you look like a dick. <laughs> like, of course we can see you. There's a big fucking camera on you. There's one there, there's one there, there's a few over there. Yeah, hey. Fucking waving your horn like a fud. <laughs> Arseed. <laughs> this isn't about John Cena. He's a few years away on SmackDown. Hooray! At this point, he's 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 still training at this point. He he was a weird ex-backward and extra and ready to rumble. The WCW film. Was he? Well, he wasn't meant to be, but they were filming a scene at a gym. He happened to be training in said gym. Wasn't he a bodybuilder before he was? Oh well, no. legit, like he's got blonde hair in as well as we blonde muscle guy who sits down. I think it's the same between Oliver Platt and Goldberg in the 
and Red Rumble. They're walking by and this big muscly blonde guy sits down and machine behind him. That's John Cena. You only see part of his face, but you know. You know what it's done. Like, he's barely, I don't think he's barely even credited. He's just, he's just like, like, well, you're straining here, I might as well. It looks like a gym guy. You be in the background of the film and don't say anything. Yeah, just sit down and look muscular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I said, he's still a few few years away in terms of uh, this where we are in the year 2000. Let's talk about wrestling, shall we? Let's do it. I think this, well. this is slowly, like you say, turning into you know, a rambling podcast as opposed to a, a smack down, a retro yeah, review. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, uh, you you said to yourself you were finishing off watching the main event that I got here, uh, which is good to be fresher for you. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it would have been if we hadn't spent half an hour talking about anything. Yeah, else. it's still it's still relatively fresh. But you know, you seem to be in relatively higher spirits from this one than you had maybe the last. Uh, few yeah, weeks. yeah. I think it's starting to it's starting to bug me. It's because and it's such a petty little thing, but because uh, and the current product. Yeah. There is a lot of running and whatnot. Uh huh. I think I'm getting used to it, you know what I mean? I'm getting used to it. There's still certain things that, that irk me. Uh-huh. But for the most part, I thought this particular episode of SmackDown was actually a no-bad episode. It was pretty good, you know? Uh, I think the thing that annoyed me mainly in the last couple... I, don't, I didn't even like all the backstage stuff, you know, like like, all, like DX sitting about, yeah. like, Fudd's going, oh, I'm so mad about this, and... Oh, we need to get this person and stop that one. And uh. damn, why did why didn't you do this? And you're like, mm-hmm. shut up, <laughs> you know. But I liked that, and I enjoyed like the the section with the, with the APA. Ah, uh, yeah, know? APA goodness. Like, I liked the APA, mm-hmm. and I hated Edging Christian. <laughs> but when when they were in that time period, I always did hate Edging Christian. I always thought mm-hmm. they were diddies, you know. The Edge looked great, but he was still a diddy. Mm-hmm. You notice how I didn't mention Christian looked great, he just looked like Christian. Yeah. Which was always a shame it's, for him. It's Christian. Yeah. Hey, look, it's Edge! Yay! And Christian, yay! It's Christian, yay! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where's, where's Ask Christian's fan? Yeah. <laughs> I like Christian. I know, I'm only joshing. Yeah. Anyway. But no. Like, let's be honest, Christian was always the Marty at the edge. Like, Christian was the Marty. I think Christian was a better worker than Marty. Oh, fuck was. yes, but if you're talking about general, like, overness, uh-huh. Christian was the Marty. Mm-hmm. I think he was the same way Matt. For a wee while, there were people who were like, yes, but if you're really cool, you like Matt rather than Jeff. Like, oh, like the idea of like liking the one, the less popular one. Yeah. You know, people here used to like Matt and I Christian. liked Matt. Yeah. I always liked Matt. I always, always jointly liked the Hardys. I liked the Hardys. Uh-huh. And I loved Edge and Christian when they were in the brood. Mm-hmm. But then when they were just Edge and Christian, you know, the five-second pose push and all that, I never liked that crap. I mean, I like the five-second pose kind of heel strip they're doing because for a while well, they were just, oh, we're just babyface Edge and Christian and wasn't much to them. <laughs> Literally every other one of their matches was the same. Christian gets beat up, then Edge comes in. Told you, he's Lamarty. Which is what, which is again, like I said to him, I don't like this because when their heels it's more even, whereas when their face is a case of, ah, WWE being blatant with how they feel. Edge is great. Yeah. Christian is shit. Look at him, look at his beautiful hair and his lovely smile and his his tag partner. <laughs> Yay. It's Christian. Yeah. At last. Put him on his 
get him away for Edge. Edge will look better without him. Put him with DDP for a while. Aye, that'll work. Let him be DDP's partner. Thanks, yeah, fiddling around with stuff. Just, I, I do that. I know. Yeah. Let me talk to you about Raw before we talk SmackDown. It'll be let's, a while before we talk SmackDown. Let's do, let's do. So, Mick Foley has returned from his big tour of Southeast Asia and he comes back and goes, Well, that was clear that the fans over in South Asia love the WWF. I gotta tell you, it's bad to be good to. It's good to be back here in the good old US of A. And he, he has to do his, his pandering to start mm. a whole USA chant and all that. It's great, it's great. Asia was great, but it's great to not be there now. I'm back in America, yay! I'm like, Mick, what are you doing? I know you do the old cheap pop thing, but you don't need to be doing this whole yay America shit. He does it, though. Yeah. He does it, and he's, he's simping to the crowd like a bitch. He says that Chris Jericho isn't here uh, tonight. But he has asked me for a very special kind of match for him and Triple H at Fully Loaded. He has requested a last man standing, standing match. Which I didn't realize at the time was that this would be only the second ever last man standing match in the WF to this point. What was the first one? The first one was The Rock and Mankind uh. at St. Valentine's Day Massacre. So there you go. Which was weird, this was a year for bringing back ones that they'd only ever done once, because this was only the second ever Iron Man match as well, after the... After on the Sean year. Brett one. Yeah. So Mick Foley, obviously, it feels probably he's the one mentioning uh, mentioning the stipulation given he was in the last one. Yeah, his, him and the Rocks one, I believe, ended in a draw, so yeah. this one will have the unique distinction of being the first last man Saturday match was a definitive winner. Mm. So he mentions <laughs> the match, says, I like the sound of... Uh, the idea of Triple H being inflicted with such pain he cannot stand for a tanker. And then out comes The Undertaker. He says, I'm all tired of the disrespect from that boy Kurt Angle. <laughs> it's really the sentiment of what he said. Yeah. He reminded fully all the times he's hurt him over the years and he's the hell in a cell and all that. And basically, I think I'm looking forward to uh, Fully Loaded when we eventually review it. But I think I don't think I'm, I'm looking forward to it as the people on this, this Raw and SmackDown because... So many times across both shows, there'll be like, I know I'm supposed to fight so-and-so at the pay-per-view, but I want it tonight, I want to fight so-and-so yeah, right yeah. now. First of all, like, he's talking, yeah. and Jericho comes out. Well, look, no, I'm talking about, like, this is Undertaker. Oh, you're talking the Raw thing? No, it's talking about the Raw thing, but yeah, they yeah, do yeah. it on SmackDown yeah, yeah, as yeah. well. But, like, well, like, fucking old Jeroff says that. And he basically wants a match we angle tonight, and fully, like, well, 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 you succeeded in scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> and before he can even comment and give up grandma he wants, out comes Kane, randomly. Yeah. And then just gets right up in his face like, you better give my brother what he wants. And that's shouting him all over. Like, like, really? He just admitted he was scared. He was probably just going to give him what he wants. Kane, what are you doing out here, you big yeah. mess, diddy, you? I mean, you, until, you? That used to be your tag partner. Yeah. Yeah. You used to be in that great faction with Paul Bearer. Yeah. Before you hit full, fully with a sledgehammer for some reason. Yeah. Why did you do that? Uh, and then, funny, before, it seems to be someone's, someone comes out, they say something, fully goes to then respond, and then someone else went out here, because then up pops Kurt Angle on the Titan Tron. <laughs> and he's like, Tigger, look, I'm sorry. I told you before, nobody wants to see us fight, especially these idiots here. Yes. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry for what happened on Smackdown I wasn't trying to hit you I was trying to hit Triple H <laughs> and he, he said, and then Foley decides to make a match with uh, Angle and Triple H for the main event against the Brothers of Destruction 
and Drew H pulls up on the screen and the camera split screen with Angle. Hey, Foley. I know we don't exactly like each other. You know, we've been in all sorts of matches. I've beaten the hell out of you all across this country. I know you got the power to make matches. You can put me in any kind of match you want. A last man standing match, a hardcore match, any kind of match, a handicap match. But please, I'm begging you, put me in anything rather than a match where I have to team with this idiot Kurt Angle. <laughs> like Kurt Angle is just kind of like, well, I, I never. <laughs> and basically just tells Angle to stay out of his way later mm. on. And then out comes The Rock, because he wants to have his title match with Ben Wall. You'll never guess, he wants it tonight. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. And then Ben Wall comes out with Shane, but also aging Christian. <sighs> and then he jokes about how much he loved putting in The Rock in the... Rock in the crossface and hearing him squeal with pain. Shane starts to mother out until Foley basically tells him, Shut the hell up! He just cuts them right. Really interesting this time period, you know, hearing, it, hearing Benoit forming coherent full sentences. sentences yes. It's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, Foley also knows about the shenanigans that Edge and Christian have been pulling the previous week to get his defender. Uh, like, oh, Edge and Christian, you guys look pretty healthy. And Chris is like, well, yes, we are, Mick. Thank you for saying. I mean, not you know well enough to defend our titles tonight, but we're feeling pretty good. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, let's say. Well, maybe you guys will feel good enough to defend your tag titles against the Acolytes this Sunday at Fully Loaded. <laughs> <laughs> and then he makes the six-man time as AP versus the, and The Rock against these three. And then at least have ever brawl on the ramp. <sighs> and the show goes up. Uh, the Rock and the AP versus the Benoit. Basically, Rock and AP versus the Canadians. That's basically what this should be. Yeah, yeah. That was midway through the show. Uh, Bradshaw's throwing Christian around for you a bit before it ends up being 3 on 1 on Bradshaw, who then gets the hot tag to Farouk. Rock then comes in and says, Ah, oh, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> he gets involved uh, when he's not legal, starts attacking Ben when he slams into the iron stable. Shane distracts him, which allows Ben to pick up a chair. But hold it the like the up like upside down and hit him with like the chair then. Yeah. I've just realised something interesting there if I'm right. Is the rock tagging with the acolytes? Yes. Huh. Interesting like, since he betrayed Farouk. Oh yeah. yeah two no, members of the nation in a team. Yeah, no mention of that at all. Yeah, mm. I know, I know. Yeah. But yeah. Mm. Fucking that's you're tagging with the guy that beat you at your own faction. I know. Weird. Uh, well, like I said, like, to, by this point, even though it was only two years ago, we things move this time period. The Nation of Domination may as well have been a million years ago at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So then, Farouk being the rest back gets hit with a chair from behind by Benoit, and then that he kind of stumbles forward, Edge grabs him into the DDT, the, the heels get the win there. A rock stumbles to the back, here, grab, goes in there, the Benoit's logic, and fucking cracks yeah, up with a chair. Cracks a fucking they do, they do recap this at the start of, like, Smackdown. Yeah. And then he just he manages to easily fend off Edge and Christian, chases Ben Wyatt, so he throws him in the side of this big drinks machine, mm. and then goes back in to grab a chair that he dropped in the dressing room, and just hit, gives a wee extra hit to play Edge and Christian while he's in there. <laughs> just start again, cracks Ben Wyatt again, like, there you go, Rock, add to the CTE that'll fuck him up. Yeah, hit him great. good. <laughs> and then he fights back from the referees to try and stop him, he picks it. But, uh, all those wild chains grabbing Ben while trying to get him to safety, trying to get him into this limousine they've got parked down near the parking lot. And Ben was busted open by this point. And then the rock grabs him, gets him on top of the car, fucking gets him a rock bottom on the hood of the car. Mm. And then he goes back for the chair. The referees are getting his way, Sergeant Slaughter and the agents are all there. And then it gives 
Shane and Tanya get bam on the car and they, they bravely run away, away. As the rock, as he, he realises they're getting too far, he just grabs a chair and just launches it, just throws at the car. <laughs> uh, Triple H gets interviewed before the main event, basically like, like, oh, what about the relationship between your wife, Stephanie McMahon, and Kurt Angle? There is no shit. I don't like Kurt Angle. My wife doesn't like Kurt Angle. And I told Kurt before, just stay out of the way and we don't have a problem. And then, I mean, the bit where Cole goes up to Stephanie asking her, what was your relationship you know, with Kurt Angle? And she's offended, like, she's kind of like, my, but like, but there was no issue. I have wished with like, what man is my husband? I, I am offended that you would ask me such a question. I am a married woman. Yeah. Uh, they also they have that main event tag team match. Uh, King goes to tie Undertaker, but then Angle, which causes Angle to basically get the hell out of there. He like, doesn't want to be in there when Undertaker's in. There's a bit where Triple H has Undertaker <laughs> down. Angle comes in, gets two kicks, and and then just then just immediately tags back out. And Triple H is like, I'm doing all the fucking work here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they work over King for you, but. Uh, they go to double suplex game, but then he picks them up and suplexes them. Yeah. They then manage to get his hands on Angle on the outside. Then Jericho distracts Triple H. Yeah, which also surprised me. Like, he wasn't meant to be here. <laughs> and then Triple H walks back into a Kane choke slam for the win. Yay, Kane got the win. And then but then immediately cut to the brawl between Triple H and <laughs> Jericho as referees try in vain to separate the two of them. Well, and they, try, they try so hard. Yes. And... I go, no, please stop, don't come back. <laughs> and that's how Raw went off there with Triple H and Jericho brawling as we go into SmackDown, which all that all the stuff between Benoit and Rock is recapped at the start of the show. And we do have, and we are in Long Island, New York, which is the hometown of the man who opens the show, uh, Mick Foley. Yeah. Also the home of, uh, of Matt Cardona of yeah. Impact Wrestling. Fame. Well, he is the Long Island Iced Z, isn't he? He was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> So it comes Mick Foley to start off the show and he comes around to talk like once again I'd said on Raw it was good to be back in the USA but it feels even better to be come back to my hometown right here in Long Island, Island, Island New York, York. Hey. Hi, everybody. and also of course Jerry Lawler's revenue Foley as he always does yeah and squeaking like some kind of thing <laughs> you can't even be arsed to think of something just like he's a Thing just that little it's, like, it's like that Fred McCauley thing on Mock the Week. Yeah. He's like, the guy was so annoyed at the referee, he couldn't figure out how to properly insult him, so he just went, fucking boo! Sometimes boo, isn't he? Aye, fucking boo! Anyway, he comes and he goes, I don't like how violent things have gotten. Under my watch, uh, which also be a common thing because I believe it's when he inevitably books the six man hell in a cell later in the year, which it'll be that that Vincent Man uses to start, you know, trying to plot against, you know, getting him replaced as commissioner. Mm. Later on, the idea of like, oh, things are out of control, McFoley doesn't know how to run the show. So he's like, I don't like how things have gone under my watch, <sighs> and I, I don't like what's happening with The Rock, and he does like, like The Rocks, no. Going, but starting to cross the line, he may never be able to come back from, like, i never seen The Rock so violent. I don't know what happened on Ron. Like, You're like, I've seen a look in his eyes. It was like he was going to another place, man. He's like, I've never seen that look in his eyes before. I'm like, Mick, you know who The Rock is, don't you? He's that guy that brutally smashed your skull in with, Aye. you. Maybe you didn't see the look in your eyes because your hair on your face and you were handcuffed as you were repeatedly bashing your 
If you did in front of your wife and children. Yeah, I mean, but, but he's never seen her look like violent in the wrong size, never. Oh, but oh, hey, give me repeated head trauma in front of my crying children, but yeah, yeah. You, you dare attack a man on top of a limousine. Yeah, that, like, you're God. a violent psychopath when you do that, but not when you beat a guy's skull in with a chair, no, no. No, no, no. That's, that's fine, that's just wrestling. Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> a, that's just fine and dandy for a Yeah, totally, totally, totally. Yeah. Well, actually, it was. It just wasn't fine for Mr. Benoit, that's all. No, no, no. It's fine for Mr. Foley. He just got old and can't remember shit too well and thinks he's Santa Claus on occasion. I was going to say, you're like, oh, Mick Foley has this love for Christmas. And he celebrates all year round. Like, no, you know, he loves Christmas so much because he always thinks it's Christmas because he doesn't know what time of day or year it is. No, because his head's all funny. Yes. <laughs> and he takes too many high bumps. That's why he walks so funny. His hips fucked. His hips fucked, his head's fucked, everything's fucked. Yes. I can say more, but I won't. Yeah. So he says, like, I feel that The Rock may do something he'll come to regret this Sunday. I'm fully loaded. And I think the WAF fans deserve more than a cheap disqualification victory in your main event. Which is why I declared <laughs> that the WAF title will change hands this Sunday should The Rock be disqualified. Mm. Which I don't know how I feel about this because uh, I remember watching this match before. I can't remember if I liked it or not. I'll decide when I when I watch it. For when the you show. rewatch it, yes. But the idea that all oh, the title can change hands on a DQ feels like if it's a face GM, it should be you announcing that for a heel who keeps trying to cheat. But if it's a heel GM, it's to screw over a face like The Rock. But I don't know about Mick Foley again. Now, this is the man who again caved your skull in at the Royal Rumble. Uh, and I've got to say. Mm-hmm. Well, considering Mr. Benoit didn't win any title until 2004, uh-huh. I I assume that the DQ finish didn't make any difference. Hmm. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the difference is. Like, yes, The Rock, like, this is like The Rock's the one going to do some violence, so obviously I think it's meant to give him an incentive not to be too violent against Benoit so he doesn't, you know, risk causing, costing himself the title by via DQ, but could you not just, you know, made it a no DQ? Because now basically what you've done is Oh, given the made defeat, made the heels go, hmm, so we're just going to annoy the rock to the point he gets himself DQ'd now, isn't yeah. it? Because that seems to be the story going to the last wee it, stretch. It of doesn't the... seem very well thought out. No, no, no. Did see whether he would come up with that, but then who comes Chris Jericho, and you know, you know, maybe it's the, the hit to the head yeah. that I've been taking from Triple H right to beat the hell out of me, yeah, but, like, but I'm, not, I'm not feeling like a happy-go-lucky, you know, cool guy who likes to hang with the fans and boys and that I'm, I'm feeling angry <laughs> you know I'm feeling different and I don't I don't want my last man standing match on Sunday <laughs> I want it uh, you're in the, and he's like like Dimmick <laughs> Foley he's like you're in an exclusive club it's like you're in the kicking Triple H's ass up and down this arena until he can't move club <laughs> and I like, and I want to be I want to consider what why I did Triple H. I want to, you consider why I did Triple H on Sunday. It's my initiation. This is a difficult club to get into. You know, it's not as easy to get into as a my wife's a dirty, disgusting, cheap trash bag hoe club. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great old year long way. But unfortunately, it gets interrupted by Chris Benoit and and Shane McMahon. Chris Benoit, he's a rotating puppy. <laughs> and, you know, 
he comes out. He's he's basically Nelson, and now that gif of Nelson walking with Martin dancing around him. Oh uh, no, uh, that's uh, what it bloody uh, is. But Shane's doing these weird. Oh, <laughs> Back God. to the tale of Benoit and why he loves so dear. <laughs> They became the best of friends for years and years and years. No, it's, it's fucking... It's fucking... It's, it's Lancelot and fucking Concord. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Benoit steps in the ring. Farewell, sweet Concord. Yeah, like, later on when he gets knocked over the announce too, like, message for you, sir. <laughs> Shane, you will not have been... You will not have your career ended in vain. Yeah, he, he smacked the fucking announce table and fucking King hugs his leg. He's like... Well, I think it's because he wasn't expecting to go that far. Like, oh, Jesus, get in the face. I don't think he expected to go that far because you see look at his face when he slid forward. Yeah. He was like, oh, fuck, here I go. I thought, so, so then. Oh, Jesus, I'm going back. I'm to God, too. I've already done it. Oh, I'm gone. I'm gone. I've got all my way, fuck. <laughs> way I'm done. Oh, God, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, he's like, dear Shane, you will not have your career ended in vain. I'm, I'm actually all right, sir. Will you not have been mortally wounded in vain? I'm actually alright to come with you. No, no, you stay here. But Benoit is here with his little pal Shane. With his little Concord. And uh, he comes in and he's talking about he and Shane loved the idea that that Foley's saying, like, you know, I thought you were pretty lousy commissioner, but now you're finally... the first good decision you've made in your tenure. No, maybe I won't even need to get the right to squalify. And when I get him down in the crossface, hey, Jericho, you remember the crossface? Oh wait, maybe you don't, because last time you were in the crossface, you passed Stop out from the pain. <laughs> which is which is what happened uh, when they were feeding over the icy tail earlier yeah. in the year. But yeah, and, and so Shane again, what does Shane want to happen with the WF title? Does he want to wait patiently? No, he up? wants to have it happen right there and then. Yes. What is with you guys and making money at the pay per view? Like. Wait, bide your fucking time and stop getting people's hopes up for matches tonight that aren't going to bloody happen. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, it'll be good. Because now, now, not only will Benoit, with a stipulation, not only will Benoit walk into Fully as Champion, walk out of Fully Loaded Champion, but now if we have this match tonight, he can walk into Fully Loaded as Champion. And then, uh, Triple H's music gets in, Jericho gets distracted, and so Benoit states, oh fuck it, I'm getting a lot Chris Jericho on the crossway, just grabs some. Yeah. And then for a reason, Foley is getting into it with bloody Shane, trying to pull, trying to pull Benoit off, not in that way. Yeah. And then Triple H Disgusting gets involved. Scott. H gets involved, and The Rock gets involved, and may as well have had bloody Teddy Long as the commissioner at this point, because later on tonight we're going to have a tag team match. Yeah. <laughs> and Kurt Angle. No matter what you, how, much, how much you protest, you're going to go one-on-one with the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching a list about uh, the top, most, the most memorable, like, most memorable people who'd be on SmackDown, like, people you associate with SmackDown. Yeah. And they talked about the Undertaker. And, I won't, and I'm disappointed. A joke I would have made if I was on doing that list would have been, like, if the Undertaker hadn't been on SmackDown for so many years, who would have, who would take along to put all those people one-on-one against when you couldn't pick a tag team match. You'll go one-on-one with Spike Dudley, player. <laughs> I remember watching 2011, so like 2011-2012, it seemed to be that serious match when Orton Tervasi used to be, you got to go one-on-one with Randy Orton. And then 2013, when he's before the end of his tenure, it suddenly became, everybody goes one-on-one with Seamus. Mm. So Seamus was wrestling all the time. That's when people didn't like Seamus, but now people like Seamus. Yeah, I liked, I liked him even then. <laughs> I, I don't mind Seamus then. I've always liked Seamus. Fella. Fella. Yeah. There we go. Tight team match having later on. But now we have 
a triple threat match for the we do. for the, the European title. We do. And this this happened. It was a triple threat. Yes. Yeah, Dean there as well. I know he was. He was just fanning about outside. Aye. I never seen him actually get involved. Let's see. This is what happened. This is how this got set up. So Dean Malenko comes out on Raw and tries to start things up again with Jacqueline and Ivory after for the lightweight title. Yeah. Be like you know. I'm not, I'm used to wrestling with women, not against women. <laughs> and such a sleaze. Aye. And so basically he tried to challenge him for a match with point China comes and basically went, Yeah, they're not here. But I'm here. So let's <laughs> wrestle, Dean. <laughs> and so they start fighting and she basically makes him look like a fan. She even tries to attempt the clover line. Ah, oh, China. Yeah. How, how you think you can do the clover leaf? <laughs> not because she's a woman, just because she was a little, a little clumsy, little clumsy in the ring. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did you want to learn how to do the clover leaf? I've always, I've always had that belief. I mean, I always mm-hmm. loved China. I always mm-hmm. thought she was fantastic. Mm-hmm. But um, I did always think her in-ring skills were a little lacking at times. Yeah, she was a little. I've got to say, a, a match I seen on what show is Labrad on? Mean raw. Hullet shall not be named. You probably be angry Valerian, you mean raw. Aye, Hullet shall not be named. Eh. I'm I'm going down the route of yeah, yeah. the Miz what, But what about it? But when when she was wrestling uh, the other day, and I think it was Bailey she was wrestling, uh-huh. I've got to say, as good in ring as LeBraid is, mm-hmm. and I've only thought her, she seems clunky. Mm-hmm. You know? That's another reason why I don't really get the big hoo-ha about her, because, uh-huh. you know, she seems she's perfectly powerful, mm-hmm. good hits, good moves, but she seems clunky. Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's like a case of she doesn't work well with Bailey, uh-huh. or maybe because Bailey's only just back, she's still a bit I have rusty. Not, I've noticed Bailey being a bit off at times, I think. You know? So, I don't know if, I don't know if Bailey's quite up to her full yeah. thing yet. But what's that got to do with China? Well, I, I find the clunkiness of that match uh-huh. is a lot like China in regards yeah. to the clunkiness of her matches. Mm-hmm. You know, her matches generally were always a tad clunky. Yeah, I think I think China is one of these people who are like the right opponent, she'll look great, but other times not so much. Yeah, but basically, alright. So that happens, and then they're having that match, and then right out of nowhere, because they realise, oh fuck, we forgot. He, Maybe maybe it was a case of we were going about this video a couple of weeks ago, but we forgot so like let's watch it now. Because Perry Saturn just comes out and attacks Eddie. Yeah. Like he has this new finish a weird like suplex into a slam, which is very jackhammer like I thought. Yeah, very he just, much. He attacks Eddie, throws him back, and then does that move onto the but the rampway. Yeah. Uh Shana comes out to take on Eddie, which gets her carried out in her match with Dean, and then suddenly for reasons. <laughs> like, like, oh, he's a good wrestler, but he's a bit blind. What do we do with a guy like Perry Saturn? Put only a woman that everyone can stare at at her and not watch his matches. All right, all right. Terry Reynolds needs something to do. So, Perry Saturn's with Terry Reynolds now. But, okay. I've got to be honest. He came out with, well, I know you're talking about Raw, but when he came out on SmackDown. Yeah, I was going to come back because that's pretty much all you need to know about yeah, well, Raw. Yeah, well, when they came out on SmackDown, <laughs> I didn't. Look at Terry Reynolds once. Well, yeah. Only when she was fucking coming down the rampway and looked like yeah. a tit. Yeah. You know, but I didn't look at her once. I just don't 
I, maybe it's just myself, but yeah. even my own personal leanings aside, I don't. I never got it. Yeah, I don't. You know, I never ever got why every woman <laughs> that wasn't well, every woman that was in the company at that yeah. point, apart from a few, mm -hmm. were basically just eye candy. Yeah, like, supposedly. I think I feel weirdly about Terry. I think it might come out over the next few months of how long they used to our regular thing on TV. Yeah. I think I feel about Terry the way you sometimes feel about Trish Stratus. Just that I know also you didn't really rate Trish a lot in a wrestling belly, but a lot of people do. So like the idea of like, well, Trish is at least the redeeming quality that she tried to be a wrestler, whereas Terry clearly made no effort. No, whatsoever. she did not. And yet she they always not. booked her in what I can generously describe as matches mm. at times. Even like Marlena. Great. But as as herself as Terry. Yeah, as Marlena she was she was a great foil for Goldust. Yes. You know, when she didn't talk. Mm hmm And she just did what she was supposed to do and stood there statuesque. Yes. With her cigars and her director's chair. With her cigars chair. and her director's chair and looking like she might get involved. She looked she looked male like she looked male intimidating then yes. when she did when she was sort of you know, going about being mm -hmm. you know Oh look at me! I'm I'm pretty and my boobs are big and uh -huh. woohoo! And yeah. you're like, yeah, I don't really care about any of that. Uh -huh. I just <laughs> I just really want to watch the wrestling. Okay, Terry O'Donnell's there. You go. There's a summary. If if Trish Stratus decided to stick to the valley thing and not even attempt to get into the ring, she'd be all on the lines of another Terry Arnold. But that's just how I feel. I've never personally been a fan. And I'll, I'll tell you something else. Yeah, I might have a lot of. Negativity in regards to Trish Stratus, uh -huh. but I'll say one thing, and it's a rare one for me. So brace yourself. You know, I might not rate her, but if you're talking about being a wrestler, yeah, she was a damn sight. She was damn fucking male, right to be called that when Terry Reynolds was. Yeah, you know, because like you say, at least she made the effort. At least she, you know, trained and shit like that. You know, she wasn't my she wasn't my mugger pish, uh -huh. but <laughs> sorry, I don't know why that made me laugh. But... I know she wasn't my mugger pish, but she was good for herself. You know, she <laughs> did she made the effort. She made good matches for a lot of people. I did think a big match she had with Lita, well, it was you know bleeding like blading between yeah. them. That was a good match. You know, I thought her feud with Victoria was good. Mm. Personally, I think she came out on top of it a bit more than she should have. I thought Victoria should have went over there. I preferred Victoria. But I think, I think my main beef with wrestlers like Trish and all that sort was always that they were never portrayed right, in my opinion. Huh. You know, like even Lita. Lita was a hardcore chick, mm. you know, and she does her thing. But even she was just, you know, oh, and always with that bloody Jerry Lawler, we screech. Huh. Oh, 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 the puppies, the puppies, like. Every time I hear him on these retro smackdowns when I watch them, I'm just going, going to shut up. <laughs> we are screeching in your puppies and your fucking... I mean, at one point when Trish Stratus was coming out, I heard them wolf whistle. I heard them fucking like... <laughs> like, what the hell? I know. Have a bit of fucking respect, you dick. I know. Like, even though I think it's about by the cat, I don't know if they're together by... Oh, don't, don't even by the cat. Like, but, like, even some things he says, like, I don't, I don't care if that's your missus, mate. Just fucking... Cam it. Aye. 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 it. You know? And the cat, she was another one. She was about as useful in the ring as Terry Reynolds was. Pretty much, eh? 
and yet for whatever reason they took they took the two most useless in terms of putting matches on in the company at this point and kept putting them together for some reason. Mm. Oh, well, both of them were better wrestlers than fucking that Brock Lesnar's wife. Sable. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I never got her either. Anyway, back to the back to the only good wrestler, which is Perry Saturn and Eddie Guerrero. Aye, Perry Saturn, Eddie Guerrero and, and Dean Malenko, we his wee, his wee thing he got out of the gift shop. Oh, oh <laughs> like the heavyweight, heavyweight title. title. Aye. Forgot about that, eh? Aye. Anyway, so did the WWF at that point. But Eddie and Dean, which is quite sad because this was match was the same match was on bloody Judgment Day. That wasn't my favourite match of the, the show, but it was Ramsey Bear and wherever this was. Yeah, yeah. This was this and this, this, and, and, and this match. This is even you know. like <coughs> point five, 1. 1.5 speed. This is like fucking double, triple speed this match. This is, it gets through, it gets through. We need to. Build stuff for the pay per view between Perry and Eddie. Aye, just get your get your match done, get out, it's done. Aye. So, Eddie and Perry start fighting because they, they don't even wait for Dean. And then Dean is in near us because, like, I've, I've already got a bit, I've got these women hanging after me for some reason. I don't know what they find interesting about me. Aye, I'm about as interesting as watching paint dry, but. Aye. There's a bit where he just stands and outside, just hanging about, getting his shoulder rubbed by the other one, and then Shane just does that casual, just like, who's me? And she starts eating it, and then she's kind of like, out, out, he turns around, does the comic, go, oh? <laughs> and then she's like, hear you, yeah. <laughs> she's like, I actually hear you, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and like, Jesus, like, I know that people criticise some triples very much for a case of, yeah, it's not to, then comes back in to break up a pin or whatever, but it was on, it was going that fast, guys get knocked to it, but don't even have a chance to sell the thing that they got knocked to it for, because then you need to get back in and break up the next thing, get involved mm. in the next. Like you yeah, say, spot. it was a sort of a. I think the terminology you might use is a clusterfuck. Pretty much, you yeah. Know, a clusterfuck of a triple threat match. Yeah. I mean, uh, spot from this match is Saturn leaps over Dean Malenko in the corner, elbows them, and doesn't realise that as he's knocked them backwards, Eddie's rolled him up yeah. and pins Dean for the win. And then, like, literally, as soon as the match is over, the real reason for having this happen uh, takes place, which is Perry attacking Eddie, get them in his finisher again. Holding him down while Terry comes in the ring and slaps him. Then Shayna gets in and instead of her setting about Terry like she should do, Terry Paris Aaron just lets go of Eddie and just cloaks her with a clothesline. It's her with the he's finished on. Jeez. And just like, Jesus, when the fuck did they start booking Perry Saturn like bloody the European the mid card of equivalent of Goldberg? Yeah. Cause that's what he was doing here and now basically now the thing like, Oh yeah, the European tail should do some of that. Alright, Perry versus Eddie at the pay per view. Yeah. There you go, there's, a, there's another title match added to Fully Loaded. Hey, if it hadn't been for that, that jobber that he beat the living piss out of, Aye. Terry could have been a solid mid-carder. He could have. But he beat the living piss out of that jobber and got a mop. And ironically, we were talking about him earlier on, that jobber went on a train, John Cena. Did he? Yeah. Really? Wow. I never knew that. I know, what like, was the guy's name? Mike Bell. Mike Bell. I think it's, I know it's a, like uh, misconception, even if you're booked as an announcement or like, a guy who loses all the time, that like you, you can still know a lot about wrestling or be trained. Like, a lot of guys who are used as enhancement yeah. don't go and train people, but I do like to think in a weird KV world that the main reason John Cena only knew five moves is as a jobber for most of his career, Mike Bell only got a chance to use five moves, so he <laughs> passed that on to his student, John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I jest. But then we cut to a little bar, not the, uh, I assumed it was the Friendly Tap or whatever, which is usually a bar they would often use, which is owned by Tim White, 
But no, it's a different pub in the local area. Does Tim White have a pub? He does have a pub. When we're in that area, they'd often do a big bar room. We're all inviting on the athlete. And every time they'd smash up real stuff, they'd give back money back to to Tim White for it, to re-invent the the pub. And he also used to joke, he sometimes would intentionally tell guys, go go smash that TV out there so you can then take the money and buy a bigger TV. (laughs) Smart man. (laughs) Smart businessman is big. Big Tim White. Big Tim. So then they go to the bar and like, you know, we're so we're so gonna beat the acolytes this Sunday. But you know what? Maybe we should just go. Well, we should invite those guys down for a couple of drinks. <laughs> I think it's the idea they're meant to look like not real men. Like, yeah, hey, like give, give us two drinks. But two two of those little umbrellas. Yeah, let, let, let's get the party going. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. can, we can we can we can totally out drink them. Yeah, we could drink those guys down the day. We could beat those guys in a bar fight. <laughs> He's like. Right, but all of course she's like, oh, umbrellas always get the little umbrellas get the party started. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And then we get, this is a weird character. He'll pop up a few times. He was also on Heat a lot. Yeah. Just Joe. Just Joe. Joe played by a guy who wrestling needs as Joe E. Legend. Who, or, you know. Is he still Legend. active in the business in any way nowadays? Not that I can recall. But Joey is, is the, has the unfortunate distinction of being, he was in the Indies with three guys who would go on to do a bit more successful things than him, unfortunately. His main... Like, he was in a tag team up in Canada with a man who's then known as Sixth in Hardcastle, who's now Edge. Oh. He, and, and they were also pals he'd travel a lot with. Christian, and the man who... I don't know what he was called now, but he was going by... I think his real name of Terry Richards, which is Rhino. So there's a four quartet. Ju- just Joel, Edge... Christian and Rhino. Just Joe and Rhino. Aye. Just Joe and Edge. Aye. Just Joe and Christian. Aye. But then it was just Joe. And they got signed up, and now he's just Joe. Just Joe's thing is, he goes up to people and says, Hey, so and so is saying this thing about you. Oh, don't be mad at me, I'm just a messenger. So basically, Joe is just a grass. Yeah, Joe's just a grass. A wrestling guy. I think he barely had any matches. Like, he would have wrestled on like, Metal or Jacked or. So now he wherever the sea shows were, but I don't remember having any actual yeah. SmackDown matches. So, but he's got a guy that isn't really meant to lead to matches unless he says something to somebody that they don't like, and despite he's him saying I'm just a messenger, they said I'm gonna fucking kick the fuck out of you, the messenger in the in the ring. And then but, they proceed to beat him as him. Yeah, like it's really you're basically giving a gimmick that's made him destined to be a jobber. To be honest with you, because oh, just, just Joe, just Joe is even. Just Joe's barely fucking like heavyweight title or European title level at this point. He could he could have he could have took a leaf out of Zack Ryder's book and just made himself popular. Mm. Like you's up there pushing me, well fine, I'll make myself famous, but do you know what he didn't have Len? He didn't have the internet that Zack Ryder's got. He had early thousands internet. But I like the wee segment that just Joe has here, because he comes round the door. Ah, he comes round the door and then he comes up to the acolytes <laughs> and then we we well, we office, which is just a card table in a fucking backstage area with a door, a random door. I love it says AP office. It does write under there like in like in progress or under construction, Aye. but never finishing because it's always just a door. I think maybe they were going to give them an actual set, like an actual office set. They thought that's funny if we just give them a table and a door. It's like, it's kind of like fully his office was just. Whatever he set up that week in the yeah. arena. But now he comes up and he, like you say, he comes up and just completely disregards the door and they're like, Aye. hey, 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 son, son, door. Aye. And then he goes to go back, run it. Aye. And then Bradshaw's like, hey, hey, door. Aye. And then he goes out. And then he comes back in and like, you're close to an ass whooping. 
Yeah, no. Knock. Aye. And then he goes, but then he goes, but then I think he forgets again and goes to go around again. And he's like, Joe for door, Joe, door, Joe. And he goes, <laughs> he knocks. And he knocks and goes, like, get out. Aye, like, like, goes to the door. Who is it? Joe comes in. Joe, now that you're here, you can get out. You can- yeah, no, he's like, but, 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 Edgen, he's like, out, Joe. <laughs> Alright, basically he comes in like we're like, no, are you over here? You was the door like everybody <laughs> Door <laughs> I look Brian like Door Joe Joe you you about to catch an ass <laughs> <laughs> like, like like get out where you interested get out basically right. you will come back but it's a case of they're not they're not interested in what he has to say. They should have let Joe be lured we we guy him and I got mad T V time one. <laughs> but so there we have Kurt Angle and a rematch from last week against Kane. Mm. And Angle, uh, Angle comes out before. I'm sorry to steal the thunder, <laughs> yeah. but Angle comes out before. He's like, I just want to let people know, but I am no longer afraid of the Undertaker, and I am no longer afraid of his little brother Kane either. I'm not afraid of a man who wears mask in his big red jammies. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this is only I've been running around scared. Of a man who drives a bicycle. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what it was, but like, it something like, I am no longer afraid of you or your brother. It, had, it gave me big vibes of, you may as well have been like Macaulay Culkin walking out, he said, going, I'm not afraid, afraid anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> then Sandy <then, then, laughs> appears by him and he goes, ah! <laughs> runs back to and hangs under the bed. <laughs> like, only an idiot would be scared of a, be hiding under a bed from the Undertaker, and I can't be an idiot. So I'm, in, I'm the man in the house. I'm and, the American hero. In that scenario, then, Kurt, uh, if Kurt Angle's Macaulay Culkin, does that make Undertaker and Kane, Harry and Marv? I thought of more of Undertaker as the as old man Marley, but uh, if you want. Oh, well, Harry and Marv. I was going to say, then that means Undertaker gets hit with the arm because it wouldn't affect Kane. He's got his mask, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, he's already been burned a few times. Yes, he's had his whole face done in. Aye. That's why he looks like he does now. <laughs> that's Poor why, man. That's why he thinks what he does now. But that, but that's. Ben, let's not get into the man's politics. Yeah. But I, I'm my favourite brother with his mask and his big red jammies. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that he, he says. I love when Jerry Lawler gets confused by something he said. He just repeats it. He goes like jammies. <laughs> and so yes, he, yes, Jerry Lewis thinks you wear to your bed. Yes. Her jammies. Your Jimmy Jams. <laughs> Should have said that. I'm not afraid of a man in a mask and his big red Jimmy Jams. <laughs> Jimmy Jams would have been funnier. Pretty sure I got a cake. It was like a pink, pink coconut kind of uh, sponge cake. It was called a Jimmy Jam. Jimmy Jam. Cool. Yeah. I want a Jimmy Jam. I want a Jimmy Jam cake. Yeah, you can have one. But, eh. Uh, so uh, Kane comes out, he and uh, Angle start brawling on the ramp, Kane starts throwing him out of steps, but it's not as one-sided as it was the week before because Angle was shit scared of Triple H mm. or Undertaker coming from uh, Angle's tried to chop down Kane. And I think it's weird, I think Angle and Kane never really got that many proper like chances to have a full-on long form, I think, singles match. Oh, no, he never did. They had, they had a few TV matches, I think, they would, be, they would probably be quite rushed during the, the time, you know, TV time. Mm. Only, it's a shame that the only real... Like pay per view match, I can recall the two having like one on one. Is that WrestleMania eighteen match? Even then, that match isn't given a whole lot of time. We really had much reason to exist in the first place. Mm. Which is a shame. But I go starts working on the leg of Kane, 
and then decides, ah, fuck this, like, I'm on his sandwich, I'm a tough guy, no one's gonna make a fool of me. So what does he do? He grabs the steel chair and just starts going ham on Kane's leg, everything, and Gerald always picking up Angleton, like, oh, well, Angle lost the match, Kane wins by DQ, like, look at Kane, he's riding on the ground, grabbing his leg, does that look like a winner to you, Michael Cole? Mmm. Which is not a bad player, I know I give Gerald our sleep, but there you go, there's a heel commentator doing his work. Yeah. So yeah, not a clean finish, but Angle, basically, <coughs> it's Angle trying to, like, like, I'm a tuck, I'm not going to run around scared of anybody. Ah, oh, you're just going to be Angle and beat a guy's kneecap with a chair. Yes. Yes. Just going to take a guy out with his knees. <laughs> I, d- I was confused by one thing that ended up match, though. Huh. Just a little thing. A little technical thing. Well, generally, right, even when a heel mm-hmm. loses a match by DQ. Yeah. Usually when they announce, like, oh, the winner last match by DQ is so-and-so, yeah. usually they play so-and-so's music. Uh-huh. They played Angle's music. And I was like, should they not have played Kane's music? You know, but maybe they didn't want to play Kane's grandiose theme whilst he was lying yeah. in the middle of the ring with a gammy knee. But yeah, it's, it's not right. Still, so it's protocol, man. And, well, Angle was the one standing tall, so he got his music played. Well, tallish compared to Kane. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Kane looked similar size, and he's on the floor rising, but going, ah, man, he... <laughs> he's going. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but to the mask one. <laughs> <laughs> Which made it sound a lot ah, more. Through the through the thing, like. Ah, you know, he's revoiced it, Dad. Ow, my knee. <laughs> that was sore. <laughs> he's Ned from South Park. Ow, ow, it hurts. Ow. <laughs> and then... How, how long did he have that bloody gimmick, the stupid voice thing? Not very long, I don't think. I, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I did, he did have a brief during the, when he started with Xbox, because he did it and he did the... Socket. Oh, yeah, socket. <laughs> but... Oh, God. Can I talk about this? Triple H, we give him all this credit nowadays, right? We do, we all do. This, and rightfully so. I mean, not not just him that's merely fixing things, but he's a big hand in it as the overseer and everything. Yeah, you, I mean, you've got him, you've got Sean, you've got the road dog. Yeah, you've got you've lots got of people there. Nick Cannon and yeah. Stephanie who yeah. are doing their the thing. The guy who's now been brought in to help with continuity and make sure storylines make sense. I can't remember his name, but yeah. sure he's doing a good job. And it make, it's so bizarre, like, making stuff matter nowadays. Hell yeah. And... Which makes which makes it even weird that Triple H should be involved in. He's done it before in the past. He did a whole thing with a group of homeless people with DX where there were these segments and try to bring them in and promise them food only for them to say, only for them to kick the homeless people out of the arena before they could feed them with no real payoff. <laughs> well, the payoff was later on when they had their match. They got backstage, someone had let them back in and they were eating. <laughs> that, that, like, why might why are we taking TV up TV time with this shit? And so he's been in a few like thing random stories that don't go anywhere, which involve random segments throughout the night, which maybe hopefully he's learned from his his uh his mistakes when he, now he's in creative because these segments here are just wasted time. I don't get why. Is it perchance the section with the autograph guy? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So Triple H and Steffi are walking by, and he's like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey Triple H, can I, can I get your autograph? Like, can I see him having a private conversation with my wife?" I'm just saying, man, I'm a, I just want one anger. I didn't mean to bother you, and he sings out and goes, Hey, do you, do you think you can give me the Rock's autograph? I just gave you my autograph. Isn't that enough? You want me to make a case for the Rock? What do you think? I'm going to do favors for you, run about getting all your for you? No, get your own damn autograph from the Rock. And he just walks off. Yeah, but if, I'll, I'll grant you those sections can seem a little 
unnecessary at yeah. times, but that was, if anything, that was just very long-winded because it did eventually lead to something. I know. It just took a long time to get there. But it's one of those situations where I'm like, yeah, I know what the destination was supposed to be, but why is this the route we had to take to get to that particular yeah, destination? Yeah, there could, could have been a more... Um, Excuse me, what more well oiled way to get to that point? Yeah. If you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, not saying does seem really philosophical, but there are many de many routes you can take to the same destination. So please take one that makes more fucking sense. Very philosophical for this time of night, Eddie. Well, Is I've it? Had, I've had half a bottle of scotch. What do you expect? <laughs> well, I've had a, well, I've had a, a can of cider. What do you expect? That's about to be in my case. Takes me more than usually more than a few cans to be philosophical, but you know. Okay, go uh, on then, go to a shop, go get more. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> it's your own. Dude, I've had any money. Well, you, you had enough to get two cans. I did have enough to get two. I would have got four, but I had to get tobacco. You chose the wacko tobacco. No, I didn't. That would have cost me a lot more than fucking 20 quid, I'll tell you that much. Yes, no, but tobacco was wacko, do you not know? Yeah, I know, but I don't care. I'm not a teen. <laughs> anyway, so then, then we go back to Rangers Up, and you know that's been your one of your highlights so far, I believe, of the retro smack during the last couple of weeks. It's Steve Blackman, yeah, hardcore yeah, champion, my man. No, fighting a gimp in a bowling shot. <laughs> Otherwise, known as Al Snow. Oh, I am. Pal Snow has got other things in his mind because now he's got a match the pay per view against Taz. Yeah. Does this have build? Weirdly, yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. His dad's been coming out and attacking people. And Taz's promo, he's like, you know, I told all you guys that the mood was about to change. You know, I, t I hit a chair over Kane. Just another victim. I take that expensive TV camera and smash it over Kishi's head, costing him the Intercontinental title. Just another victim. And he, he starts in just a new catchphrase. Thug life bored, thug life red, and when the Titan guns, I'll be thug life dead. <laughs> okay. And basically, he says he's going to go through everyone in the day. Like, Until you can find a good enough role model to stop me, I'm going to take over and it's going to be even more victims. <laughs> and then Mick Foley interrupts him, and he promises to find him a suitable opponent for fully loaded. And out comes Al Snow, which I don't think they meant you, but alright. And Taz, you go around here acting all miserable. You don't know what true misery is. I spent several months tag teaming with Steve Blackman. Prick. <laughs> and he goes like, Steve Blackman fucking carried you, you dick. He's like, you want to know misery? Try sitting for, with, for an hour with Steve Blackman while he extols the virtues of using, I can't remember what the chemical, using this chemical to get rid of body parts. <laughs> like, all right, a weird tangent, but okay. And then he, he, as he turns to fully begging him to let him fight Taz, Taz sneaks up behind him and chokes him out. So then that, that leads to this match. I'm assuming Steve Blackman didn't take you kind of to whatever else and said about Monroe. He did not. Which has led to this match. Which, I don't like, oh, we need somebody to take out Taz, you know, the ECW guy. Why don't you just have Steve Blackman do it? Let him feed with Steve Blackman over the hardcore title. Yeah. Or fuck, do a triple threat at the pay-per-view. Steve versus Al versus Taz for the hardcore title. Yeah. That would have been so much better. Or like, oh. Yes, it would have. He's, he's caused Rikishi. Does Rikishi, Rikishi take a break from Val to fight Taz? No. 
Oh, you attacked Keen and Jeff Hardy and Scotty Toy. Are any of these guys going to try and get revenge on him? No. But Al's, no, he'll save us from Taz. Yeah, he'll save us, yeah, yeah. Not not have a guy who's actually reputable in the ring have a, have a match with him, you know, Steve. Yeah. And a guy who could probably have got more interest in the match, you know, Steve. <laughs> Steve Blackman was awesome. And I, I call anybody who says otherwise an ass. Because... He was fucking phenomenal. He should have been at least IC champ. At least. Yeah. Steve Blackman, or his wrestling bias has been calling him recently Steve Motherfucking Blackman. <laughs> Steve Motherfucking Blackman. <laughs> uh, Steve Blackman comes out. Al tries to shake his hand, but, but uh, he kicks it away. And there's some cool spots in here, like uh, Blackman gets a bin leg kicked in his face. And then he picks up Al and slams his knee onto the ring steps. Uh, and then he goes to go run around the steps and do some weird dive, like leaping, and hit him with a stick. Uh, like, and Al just gets the fire extinguisher, so in midair, he just gets... Yeah, that fire extinguisher, that pesky fucking thing, always just under the ring. I uh, think they would move like kind of things. Well, for <laughs> fire, and safe, fire and safety, you need to have one of them around. What's funny enough is that he gets all his white stuff in his beard, which I want to be... He looks like Christmas... So, ironically, it made him look quite a lot like what Steve Blackman looks like now, as in, he looks like Steve Blackman, just with grey hair. Beard. Like, with grey hair, hair now. Yeah. And probably could still kill you if he wanted oh, to. Oh, yes, he could. He was, he was kind of like, you know, he was probably in the same vein as Haku, you know what I mean? Yeah. If he wanted to and you pissed him off enough, he could probably break you in a million different ways. What's funny is Blackman grabs water off the ground to, to wash off, and you hear the other going, Steve, that's my water. <laughs> And that, then that would have been a phenomenal match. Mm, Steve and Haku, like Haku and his prime. Yeah, and, and Haku Steve. does have a brief appearance in the WWF in two thousand one. I know, I know. He, he comes in with his hair all big, and he, every every time he hits someone, he goes, "Ha ha ha, ha ha ha, ha ha ha." You're like, "Don't you know?" <laughs> I couldn't watch a Haku match in that time period because every time he hit somebody, he did that. I was like, "Don't you stop doing that? It's weird." But uh, Al then grabs a random box and there he's just got bunch of bottles of water over and water and then he just boom yeah, all yeah, the boom some wet. Mm-hmm. I know boom's the word, but I uh, used it. Hey, boom some. Uh, there's a DT into the bin lid as well. Black and then gets his stick. Even though uh, Al tries to swing it around and then Steve gets. I'm like, no, I'll show you. It's like it's like Grace yeah. Willie. That's not how you swing. Uh. <laughs> I just loved a bit when Al fucking uh, when. Steve Whiteman got the fucking the broomstick uh. and then fucking smacked it uh, Al's back, snapped it in two and then did the <laughs> and then smacked the piss out of him a wee bit and then Al Snow gets it and he goes <laughs> you're like that man, you're not as good as Steve is like, oh, he said at one point, oh don't forget Al Snow's got a martial arts background as well like, I don't think playing Avatar and Shinobi really counts as a martial arts background Michael oh, that does if, that's not what count. He, if that's what he's referring to, I may not be that does not count at all. Then they start going to the crowd up towards the part of the entrance where, yeah. where, where Blackman grabs a TV monitor and hits Blackman with it and then all of a sudden, look out, is that a bird? Is that a plane? No. no. It's a small it's man. Scrappy-doo. It's a small man who looks like Elroy Jetson. <laughs> oh, he's diving on top of you. It's Scrappy-doo. He comes running down the aisle going, let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what it got. Crash should have fought to say, fully, fully, let me at him, let me. I'll get him. Crash Ollie, the only person in the day who can make Taz feel tall. I mean, don't you don't you realise Crash Ollie was like four hundred pounds? Yes. Yes no. he was. 
400 pounds. And that's 400 pounds diving on top of Steve Blackman and else. No, poor bastards. Yeah, poor fox, man. And then he rolls to the ring with Steve Blackman, but Blackman easily gets the better of Crash. And then Atle has grabbed that yeah, TV does. monitor, brings it back to ringside and hits, hits Blackman with it. Oh, Al could win the title. Then it comes, buddy. Oh, you missed, you missed the best part. What? Well, the, the, the section between the master Blackman uh-huh. and Scrappy Doo. You know, like, Crash comes in and he's trying to, he's doing his best. Oh. You know, he's doing his best. And then, as you notice, right, he, he went and beat up Blackman a wee bit, but if you notice as Blackman's rolling back in, yeah. you notice those nunchucks in his hands. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And then he gets, Crash gets in, and then Blackman proceeds to... Not to swing with things at him, mm-hmm. but to bunch them up in his hand and brutally smack him in the fucking dome with them about four or five times. And I was, I'll be honest, when I was watching that part, I was sitting there going, Go on, fucking hit him, go on, Steve, fucking smack him. I was enjoying that one. Because <laughs> I, I, like, I liked Crash, but no, no, Steve. Yeah. Steve, was, Steve was gold, man. But then, like, so Steve gets out with the TV monitor from. Also, but then local man comes and ruins it for everyone. Because out comes Taz to choke yeah, out Al Snow. Sticks him in this dad's mission, Aye. knocks him clean out, and then Steve just pins him. Done. Steve's still the champ. Right. Steve was a bit worried, was a bit woozy because he's been hit with a TV monitor. He'd scroll on to Al. Yeah. Which makes me think, Al, uh, Taz, could you not just try and choke out Blackman? Like, just sneak up behind him. He's vulnerable. Like, do you not want to be a hardcore champion? <laughs> make a hardcore title match at the pay-per-view yeah totally make it, make it somewhat interesting you'd have or to. like you say put Blackman in the match instead of Al fucking Snow mm-hmm. or like you said also triple threat fatal <laughs> four way but then again but God, there it is right there Aye. you know end of that match Crash came out Aye. he got fucked up Al get fucked up by Taz fatal four way fully loaded fully loaded for the fucking Hardcore, a fucking fatal four-way yeah. match, fatal four-way hardcore match for the title between Taz, Steve, Al, and Chris. That would have been money right there, man. This was a fun match. <coughs> it was the, I mean, this is the official implosion of head cheese. Yes, the cheese has gone bad. It's a bit off. A bit off. Much uh, like Al Snow. Yes. A bit off. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah, but there we have the fastest slam of the week brought to you by a sponsor whose name I forgot to write down. Was it the, the fat burner thing? I think so. Was that, the, was that the thing with the advert with the fat guy in the red t shirt and the bird yeah. flashing the car? Aye. Aye well, aye. That usually, that's usually the burn of the week. I was going to say, I may have been a Western Union sponsor, like the fastest way to say, now, the fastest slam of the week. <laughs> and it's got it's going to have been thrown off the stage by Val Venus. Yeah, and all broken up. Yeah. I mean, it made a hell of a sound, but you can also clearly tell it was a crash, Matt. So he was, yeah, yeah, he was okay. Yeah. He's, uh, he's warm, still intact. <laughs> I never thought he's warm. Well, there was a, a thing on, on Raw with Test and Rikishi having a match, which uh, Rikishi won easily for a test. Yeah. But then there was a whole brawl between Tukul and uh, TNA and Val, which I remember listening to a podcast that also covers this time. And they were joking about how it's weird they never had a proper name for for Val and TNA as a as a group. And the other guy jokes, "Well, that's because the only real name they could have. They wanted to go the initials right. The team would be called VAT." <laughs> <laughs> that yes, 
But uh, they were brawling. Scotty hits a worm on the stage on a uh, on a Albert, and as he's celebrating, just bloody Velvet. You talk about people have to ruin things for everyone. Just throws some <laughs> poor boy off the stage. Yeah, yeah. But then, to be fair. Val actually cuts one of his better promos. I know the bar wasn't set too high, <laughs> but I'm watching this. Pro- I'm cut this promo, and I'm like, "This is actually not a bad uh, promo from Val." Well done. Yeah, well done. He's basically talking about why he hates Rikishi and talking about how I Rikishi represents everything I hate, everything I used to be doing things for the cheers of the fan. He comes out and dances for the cheers. I used to come here and mix and go hello, ladies. For the cheers of the fan. He comes out and rubs his butts in people's faces for the cheers of the fan. <laughs> I came out and I used to make stupid jokes and innuendo just for the cheer. But where did it get me? Nowhere. I threw all that by the wayside and now gold has come around the waist. Aye, but you're a bit of a fuddle. Aye. Aye. He's always a fit. Aye. There we, then that takes us into Hardy versus TNA because the Hardys were... I believe it was, I can't remember who it was, I was the Dudleys they were fighting on Raw of the Hardys. Aye. And then there was a table being set up and then TNA and Trish came out to try and attack Lita. And uh, they were saying, I think they set up a ladder. So Trish was going to dive off the ladder on Lita. And then TNA got taken by the Hardys and then she sees Lita's gone up and she's kind of weird, like, oh shit, I'm off a ladder. Help me. She's going to help. She's going to put me through a table. <laughs> and then Lita tries to grab onto her and, Lita, and Trish just pushes her back. And mm-hmm. Lita takes the dive off her. A very tall ladder oh, yeah. through the table. Which, fair play to Lita again. Like, Told you, she's hardcore, that yeah. chick, man. Yeah, this is the second table one she's done in Dayaku. I think when she was still with SEO, she got powerbombed through a table by the Dudleys. Yeah. So there you go. Which has led us into, as I said, uh, TNA and Val, or VAT, against the Hardys and Rikishi. I, I assume by this point, Rios is not there. Well, he's there, just not on the main show. Is he on the sea shows? He's, not, he's on the shows that don't matter. Ugh. Kind of shit. He's still in, he's still in WF No Mercy, which comes out later this year. Which a lot of people don't be like, oh yeah, I, the main memories of S. Rios aren't being late or being lightweight champion. A lot of people say, oh yeah, I remember S. Rios. I used to enjoy playing with him in WF No Mercy because he had a cool move set. <laughs> but yes, again, it's another case of the faces run at the heels when they're still in the ramp for a big roll. Oh yeah, it's big a, big scrimmage, as we say. Yes, there's a there's a poetry motion by the Hardys. I don't know what Michael Cole was going for here, but like when Jeff did a cool move, like, oh, Jeff's sweet when he does moves like that, and like, and, and Jerry Lord goes, sweet? <laughs> no, Jeff Hardy's sweet? And I'm like, I think he may have said the moves were sweet, but like, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, he's so sweet. Like, oh, all the lassies fancy Jeff Hardy, do you, do you fancy him at all, Michael? We need their own pal. Are you, are you looking at Jeff the way Vince looked at Sean, Michael Cole? Are you amongst the screeching that we hear whenever Jeff takes his top off? Takes his top off, Michael Cole sitting there, oh, Jeff! Look over at Michael's, Cole, Michael's notes. Are you, is that you on the back page writing Mr. Michael Hardy? <laughs> Cole hyphen Hardy. <laughs> Repeatedly when a big love heart, see a dirty. Michael and Jeff. Mama, mama. <laughs> this is childish. <laughs> Terribly so. I mean, it's not as funny though as when we, as the times we've taken the piss out of the way that Vince fancy Sean. Yeah, yeah, he really, he, he wanted, he saw Sean like a, like a, like a, a happy child sees a lollipop. Yeah, Sean may not be anyone else's boy toy, but Vince had his way. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have had to have paid Sean some money too. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder no wonder she, maybe he has no wonder Sean looks so sad all the time he's eye 
he's the one I betrayed him. Like, I don't want to look and think about the things I've been through. Not after what I've been through. Not after the things I've seen. What have you seen? Well, not a lot, but that's, you didn't know that. Seen some things, man. And some stuff. Wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> anyway. So we keep and Val start fighting out in the outside. Jeff gets thrown out by, I think, Albert. With a pump handle slammed by Test on him, Matt. And Jeff sneaks in with a swan to him while if he suddenly has an issue with Albert being in the ring. Matt pins Test. But then... It does seem to be the running thing. TNA, they get either a dirty win or they lose cleanly-ish and then immediately beat their opponents up afterwards. Sword losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So they start do. beating up, uh, beating up uh, the Harrys and then the referee gets pushed down and Tess takes, grabs the, takes off the referee's belt. Kinky bastard. I know. And uh, they go and start whipping the Harrys. Like, they grab them by the neck and I just throw what, them. I thought what Tess did was pretty brutal. Right. You know, like, he grabbed, he, first he grabs Matt and kind of throws him and decks him but then he puts the belt around Jeff's neck and kind of drags him backwards and just fucking drops him but eh. all this is going on and Trish has been about as usual and going ha 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 and you, you're getting beat up and ha 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 and then, and then Leah comes Leah out. comes hobbling down the ramp they did a full stretcher job and everything when she got put to the table yeah, well she's got they got bruises oh, around I've seen the, that I've seen that but she comes hobbling down the ramp holding on to her side eh. and for the first Sort of second or yeah. so she's at the ring. Yeah. She does the help because she comes up just as Tess about the day that big fuck off like yeah. elbow he does. Yeah, he shoves some uh, he shoves some balls first on well she shoves some balls first onto the top rope. Tess's testicles are not in good good way today. Oh no, his testicles are bad then. But then then of course the thing happens. I don't you know how sometimes when you see something happen you go, Why did you do it? You knew it was gonna happen. Yeah. She's she's up there and ready to jump. Yeah. Albert's looking at her <laughs> and she still jumps and he catches her and he fucks her up <laughs> and then that bloody they, Trish takes the belt uh, they hold it out they, they pull up Leah's shirt and <laughs> dirty fucking Michael Cole writing love letters to Jeff <laughs> fucking Tess taking the ref's belt off fucking pulling Leah's shirt it's a dirty dirty match list fucking keep, keep you know what we need Stephen Richards Aye, Richard Swan well, yeah. they thought about they that. They about it, but anyway. Tell them to keep their fucking shirts and all that on. But they fucking pull up Lita's shirt, and then I seen the bruise then, and I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. And then Trish starts beating the living shit out of her with a yeah. belt, and you hear Lita actually screaming, and like, ah, oh, man, that must hurt a bit. A bit, it's fucking. Oh, but she's screaming and rolling a bit, and I'm going, Ah, I'm going to like Trish, you bitch. I think your call's well gone in on Trish. I was like, that vindictive witch, Trish. Tr-. I had, I did laugh at one point during the, the post-match beatdown, though. Mm-hmm. And I've got to say, right, <laughs> it was one point during it when Trish was berating the Hardys and that, mm-hmm. and then she stopped to readjust her skirts. And I thought to myself, come on, then, what's the point? <laughs> we, we can already see up it near enough, come on. There's no one in the final for Stephen Richards. He'll be up there like hell. Yeah. But I mean, this Scott was basically a fucking t-shirt. Yeah. You know, it's like, for God's sake, if you're that, if you're that worried about putting yourself on display, shut your jacket. Yeah. You know, don't worry about it. Shut your jacket, or you know, mm. wear something that isn't a, a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I put these two together, by the way. These two scenes. So Triple H comes back with the, to the security guard. Yeah, I, I apologise for being like, there. I, I was, I'm sorry, I was a little short with you before. Uh, 
And he's like, you want you wanted the rock signature, right? You want want me to get it for your kid? Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what. I and he, he's got Howard. He get. He, I, no, I, I get he, Howard. He, he tells him he go. He's like, get his, go get his kid. We'll he's come like, back you here. go. You go get your kid. You come back here. No, I, I can't do because Rocky doesn't really like me and yeah. then you know. But but you go. I'll get it. And then he goes and it comes back to. It. Well, I, did we take the whole section here? Well, I was gonna say I I, I, I forgot to mention the second bit of scare, so I'm combining it with the bit where he gets to think. So oh, then he yeah, comes yeah. back later. The kids there, and then he comes get back, think. and he's got Howard, and he's like, <laughs> "No, I." And then he says, "But he's like, no, I, I, I can't really go to Rock and get his signature. I mean, he doesn't really like me that much, you know." But Howard, Howard's your man. Mm-hmm. Howard, then, so you go with him. He'll go get the Rock. Be cool, you know. And I, I love that, but. You know, because he knew fine well when Triple H was dead. Not when he's uh, talking to him, he's like, he's planning something. Uh, he's up to he's up these nefarious Triple H McMahon Helmsley nefarious tricks. And then we get the stacker two advert, the stacker two burn of the week, which is the Rock beating up. Uh, yeah, the Rock beating the piss out of Benoit, yeah. which was pretty brutal. <laughs> that chair shot was vicious. And then we go back to did, wait, did wait. you notice at all? Mm-hmm. One of the chair shots was a. Think right in the back of the dome, Aye. and then the other one was a think right in the fuck. So he got Aye. the back he's he'd belted, the front he's he'd belted, Aye. and then he had to hit it back. He said off the fucking, the cut off the 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 car. Aye. Which I don't think there's any way you really protect yourself that the man, way. The man was never very safe with himself. No, no, he didn't give a fuck. It, it was very from what I hear, he was very safe with his opponents. Yeah, but he was never very safe with himself. He was only really ever stiff like in terms of shots. Like I think a lot of people knew he could be stiff that way, but more often than not, he he would be put in there with people who could give it back to him. Aye, aye. <laughs> I wouldn't like to be on the end of one of the chops if he was getting somebody a receipt. Well, oh no, no. Wait, there's that clip of that that tough enough boy getting receipt from him, Eddie, and Arthur uh, Holly, Daniel Pudo. Yeah, aye, just, getting absolutely. <laughs> Pummeled in the mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. Aye. Oh, he get a piss beat out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a case of no, you don't fuck with one of your boys. Aye. We'll we'll and we'll show you why you don't do that. Aye. Yeah, prick. <laughs> yeah, we prick. What is it? Benoit slapped the piss out of him when Eddie slapped the piss out of him. And then the whole was three of them was a nose. And then Harker Holly comes out. And slaps all it. And you know what Holly's like? Aye. He'd do that just for fun anyway. Fucking Harker Holly was licking his lips. He's like, like, oh great, I've got an excuse to do it now. Or call like, I don't care if I, ever, if I never win the Rumble or go to WrestleMania, I get to beat the piss out of this little guy. <laughs> Alcoholic going, oh good, I get to hurt someone. Good. That boy, he's that boy, he'd stay any longer, buddy. <laughs> but he got, he got, he got brutally, he got brutally beaten. Oh, right. <laughs> but then we get back to the, what they, as they refer to, the local watering hole. Yeah. Edge and Christian are there like, I can't believe the accolades never showed up. What man. rumble was that? Yeah, 2005. I must get myself a copy of that. It's one where they did the advert parody and uh, West Side Story, like the Raw guys on one side. I've not seen that. No, oh, I'll show you the advert yeah. later on. Because <laughs> I, like, I think when they, when they used to do the fights, you know, they'd call it a rumble, so Royal Rumble. Ah, yeah. well, rumble. Yeah. I thought we were going to fight with those greasy sharks. Yeah. After about four years of dance tapping, we're not. Well, I don't you sit back and stretch. <laughs> you just sit over there and stretch. The word on the street is kids are back in town, shacks and gents. <laughs> Too fat. That <laughs> <laughs> was, was Vince's reason when he got rid of Bray last year. He was Bray walking in his office. Too fat. 
Sorry, I wanted to find somebody who got criticised for the way I couldn't think of anyone. But he's but it's okay now because Vince is gone. The world's largest love machine. Aye, Vince. Too fat. Aye. Oh well, to be fair, that never stopped them. They fucking made him king of the ring. Oh fuck no! Everybody watch you. This is on the turnbuckle again. Allegedly, he used to just buy Viagra off people in the locker room. Not for sexual. He just liked to take it and just sit there. We had just a random hard on for no reason. He just used it for reasons. Aye. Fair enough. Allegedly. I've never in my life heard of somebody recreationally taking Yeah, recreationally, that's, that's the way I'm pretty sure either, either Terry Long sold it or knew somebody who could get people Viagra and helped some people get it in the locker room back in the day. Allegedly. Allegedly. Enough. Well, I suppose, you know, all the roids yeah. making your junk no work, you might need a wee bit of help. Yeah. That's why so many old-timers on podcasts are advertising that bloody blue chew all the time. Yeah. But anyway, Agent Christian, the local watering hole. Yeah, they're in there and... Hey. Yeah. They're talking like, I can't believe the acolytes didn't show up. I mean, they must be totally scared. And then they turn to this guy, hey man, you've seen these you know, big, ugly-looking, greasy-looking guys around here? And I'm looking at that guy like, Fuck are there? Who is that? <laughs> and I even put, is that Charlie Hoss? And it is. Mm-hmm. Right, that's bloody Charlie Hoss. And he's, he would be in one of WWE's many developmental territories at that point. He wouldn't debut on the main roster for two, maybe two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Uh, alongside Sheldon Benjamin as Team Angle. And then eventually it would be Team and Rico. Yay. <laughs> and then he comes to Impact and... You sell concussion or whatever happened in that match with Josh Alexander, and then have to go away again. And then recently, apparently, he got uh, he got his flight paid for for an indie, and never showed up. Well done, Charlie. Well, well done. Yes, yeah, but <laughs> you know, I know Shelton's in WWE not doing much right now, but you know, at least he's no. At least he's at least he looks the exact same. Whereas Charlie. He's always had a rough paper round. Well, he's he's not the gold standard anymore. No. You know. He's no. not the gold standard anymore. <laughs> but but I, I I hear rumors and all that everybody keeps saying that you need to reform the ju- you need to form the hot business again. Yeah. You know, and I I agree with that one. I never really knew why they disbanded the hot business. It was a good solid faction. It was really Bobby Lash. I know this is more of a current wrestling but I want to see it. Bobby Lash just said he picked an idea of Vince that got turned out. I wanted to lose a match and then go into such a depression, I gained 50 or 60 pounds mm. until someone like MVP snatched me back out of it. Because mm. I'm like, oh, I bet he's like, I'm sick of being working and being in this shape all the time. Let me just be fat and eat whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> just showing up to the arena, just eating a big bucket of chicken or whatever. Or... <clears throat> okay. somebody, somebody asked for about it and he's like, no, it's my chicken. No, can't have any chicken. Just shows up like all these fast food containers are all just spilling out of his car as he gets there, he's got stains. Okay, basically like a fatter version of the bum-ass Corbin. Uh, kind, of, kind of like that fat tard I've seen on bloody social media that does nothing but eat. Yeah. He, used to, he used to be really skinny, but now he's humongously fat. Alright. I think he's called, I think he's called Nickacado Avocado. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's, one of, he's one of these guys that just, you know, his social media presence is basically him just being a fat pig mm-hmm. and eating and eating and eating and eating and yeah. now he's a fat, 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 fat man. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we have, after all that, back to re- 2000, 
the conclusion that we all saw coming a mile away, the rocks in the production room, meeting that kid getting his autograph signed. And who attacks him but Chris Benoit. And his angry puppy. Aye, as he looks in the crossface and Triple H just standing there like, oh, did you get your autograph, kid? And just fucks off. Like, alright. That's, so that's what he's like. Have you ever seen the Napster bad thing on way back it was piss taking Metallica when they were uh, pissing at the, the Napster Metallic right <laughs> the Metallicops <laughs> Shane McMahon's Lars <laughs> you know when you know when Hetfield like slaps him with you guys he'd throw his feet like dickweed bad boom <laughs> then fucking Lars like you gonna cry you gonna cry little sissy Mary you gonna cry and hopping about the screen and shit <laughs> that's Shane though <laughs> yeah it's very complicated because we've now gotten here another way, but you know, Triple H's like, I know what I'll do. First, I'll convince the security guy to grab his boy. Then I'll get Howard Finkel to take him to this room. Then I'll tell, then I'll tell Benoit, here, this is where the rocks can be. And then I will come in and go, ha And I'll stand there and laugh because I am the game, which means I'm smarter than everyone. Yes. He is the cerebral, cerebral assassin. <laughs> yes. I don't know if he was being called the cerebral assassin by that point, but... Can't remember. But anyway, out comes Steve Richards and his first disciple of the right to censor. It is Bill Buchanan yeah. wearing a shirt that looks slightly bigger than he looks like he, a boy, a teenager who's borrowed his dad's suit shirt for his <laughs> first interview. That's why he's coming out like Steve Richards. Like, Stephen, I've no coat. I've got my interview tomorrow for the right to censor. I've no got a shirt. Don't worry, Bill. I'll let you borrow one of mine. You give it back to me when you're done. But he, he ultimately ends up fighting against a future member of Right to Censor. Mm-hmm. But it's all started because it was maybe like advertised as Steve Blackman versus Godfather, but Steve Blackman never appears because Godfather gets him before he can do his stick. Then Team Richard comes there and criticizes Black Godfather for, you know, promoting this whole thing with the hose and everything. And so he goes to chase Steve Blackman uh, to chase Richard Zoe and as he as Steve Richards gets out of sight and Godfather goes to walk back down the room, out comes Bill Buchanan who attacks him. And I think I don't know if she's among the hoes that you see here, but she was definitely on Raw. Victoria makes her first WF appearance oh. as a hoe. Who she would she would make a few appearances as part of the hoes, and she would later be referred to as oh that's Victoria there. I believe she's referred to as the head hoe because head hoe. She's the head hoe because sometimes he needs one hoe to help the other hoes. She was, she was still uh, some dark hair. Yeah, line. still dark hair. So was she the one with the. She was the one with the very, 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 very tightly revealing shorts. I think so. Yeah, she she was hired around the time at the same time as Trish Stratus. Yeah, the shorts looked uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> I've got to say. So yeah, we people falsely assume that she is the same hoe that at one point won the hardcore title. That is false, though. Who was that? I don't know. Just some <laughs> random random person. She's yeah. even credited in the title's official lineage as hoe. Or go her. So, I like, even, like, I remember watching the saying where she won it, and Lillian Garcia's there, your winner and new hardcore champion, Godfather's Ho. <laughs> like, like, do any of these people have names? <laughs> no, just Victoria. Only Victoria gets to have a name. Winner and new champion. Lushin. Hooray. That one. Yeah. Takes a belt and goes, ah, uh, you can have it for a wee bit. <laughs> and so, Richard comes out and he goes, wait. We live in a society with rules. Rules and morality are important. Rules help keep us separate from the animals. <laughs> rules help control the fun. He didn't say it last, but you might as well have. Yeah. 
And then he goes, I finally found someone in the WWF, Mr. Buchanan, who shares my values and my <laughs> ideals. Uh, he and Bossman were very much upstanding moral citizens, weren't they? Totally. <laughs> so he went from being proto-shield to being a gimp. Yeah, he's always somebody's lackey, because before proto-shield he was in the Truth Commission. But, eventually, he would get his greatest role as being B-squared. Oh yeah. Greatest role he could ever have in the company. And then out comes Gover and he's a preacher like, I want to say what I want, and do what I want, whoever I want. <laughs> right now I want to come down there and beat your ass. <laughs> They're really going all in on commentary whenever someone stands up to see and they're like, oh, how dare you try and take away my freedoms and tell me what I can and can't do. Yeah. He's like, how dare that awful PTC talk to us about our content of people getting hit with belts and people getting clothes ripped off. And, and naked women and lots of blood and violent content and stuff. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, I may sound a little bit like a little bit of an old fart here, but I actually like I I read and I seen a few people complaining like, oh, it's a shame we don't have blood and blah 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 blah, right? But you know, I think the way the the creative and the company at this particular moment mm -hmm. is good enough that you don't need that kind of thing. That's what I've been saying for fucking years. Yeah, it's good enough now that you don't need that. You like, just need competent stories and competent finishes to stories, you know? You don't need to have a whole load of, you know, unnecessary shit, because it is unnecessary. Yeah. You know, you don't need to, like, risk the health of your athletes yeah. for, those, for the sake of your daft story, you know? Just make it make it gripping. Yeah, well, I've been saying that for ages, like, the idea of, like, creative is good enough, you don't need all these little, little other stuff. Yeah. You don't need blood and anything. Like, NXT understood that, and it's, like, the heyday of the black and gold kind of period. Yeah. And now it's under Triple H, so Triple H clearly understands that, our weird, well, the weird irony that Triple H was one of the guys most advocate, adamant about, I must always lead in my big matches, because I want to be like Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> and then Shawn Mike, and then he wrestled Shawn Mike, who also likes to bleed, so... Those two had some very bloody matches. Lee dead, Lee dead. Which is funny because I was talking about having videos earlier on. Like, I had two DVDs of periods that happened like one after the other, which was Judgment Day 04 and Bad Blood 04. Which yeah. Judgment also has that famous Eddie Guerrero gushing all over the place. Oh, yeah. And Bad Blood with the hell in a cell between Sean Drabway's airplane never. So, yeah. very different even from when I was young. young it's like, oh, yes, I'll just buy these DVDs with these men bleeding and watch it like nothing's the matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never tried to do it myself, but honestly. Yeah, you, I mean the bleeding. I was always wrestling. Yeah, you 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 weren't a wrestler. You didn't need to run a bit of a Stanley blade across your head. Well, I didn't really understand that's how they did it. I just thought they properly got like, yeah, yeah, I, things. I heard Sean's habit was he always had a bit like a half blade yeah. taped in his tape, uh -huh. so that whenever the 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 time came for him, he had it taped such a way because you know Sean never ever you never seen it in his hands. Sean had it taped in such a way that whenever he had, when it came time for him to, you know, blade, yeah. he would just move the tape a little bit and then he would run his, yeah. run his wrist, you know what I mean? He'd be like, ah, oh, like that, and he would, he would cut. Mm -hmm. So he was very, very discreet about his blading. Okay. So, but then you you do see some people with blade, and you're like, come on, we can quite clearly see you've just carved a hole in your skull, you know? I think we've learned the last few weeks, mainly for our own us reading between the lines of the innuendos and all that, the men singing about their sledgehammers and men getting, people getting whipped with other men's belts and men calling other men sweets. 
you know, I thank you, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> and women pushing other women through tables. Like, I think we need the right to censor. We need to clean up this place a little bit. Oh, totally, aye, totally. Gimps. I want to watch a wrestling product where commentators don't call the wrestlers sweet. Is that too much to ask? Uh, I think, depending on how the sweet comes across, it could be a very sweet statement. Yes. Okay, very cool, it's fine. But Jerry Lawler, Dean Richards, have a go at Jerry Lawler. Uh, he's a dirty old man. Yeah. But anyway, Stephen Richards and Bill Gann run away. Well, Stephen runs away from. You know, randomly, a, a referee comes in, we have a match between Bill and Bossman. But Steve, Steve, <laughs> bloody Bill's shirt's blowing all over the place. He's struggling to do his big diving clothesline off the yeah. middle rope and everything. The hoes are trying to chase Stephen around the ring. And then one, one point, one of the hoes decides to, to get up on the apron away from the other hoes and yell the referee for some reason, which starts Godfather enough to. Have him get kicked with the, the Stevie kick, as it's still being called by yeah. Uh And then Bull lets his scissor kick, and he wins. And the right to censor, is, as we know it, is beginning to form. I, I always liked Bull's scissor kick. I that. thought his always looked a lot more vicious than, say, like Booker's or yeah. uh, whoever else. Who else done the scissor kick? Well, Alicia Fox, I think, did it. But she, her wasn't really a scissor kick. Her, she, was, like, she mildly jumped on one leg and the other leg just went fucking hit you in the back of the head. Aye, aye. Alicia, I never liked her. I never thought she was very good. No, I had that. Yeah. It's the only person I could put popped in my head, to be honest with you. R-Truth, R-Truth did it. R-Truth, well, R-Truth does a good scissors kick. He does, aye. I can't, do you know, when he came out on Raw all <laughs> day, and I done match with what Miz, and then I read that he was 50? Aye. I was like, you jammy bastard, you don't look or move like a 50-year-old. He also randomly popped up in XT, like, hey man, I'm here for Halloween Havoc. Did he win? No, he didn't, he didn't have a match. He went, I'm here for Halloween Havoc. That was last Saturday. My bad. <laughs> Ironically, we're going to get to see Key Quick very soon. Yeah? On this timeline. Yeah, he's not popped up yet. Cool. <laughs> getting, row- getting rowdy and whatever it was. What was he then, like, 30? <laughs> could be 30, could be 40. <laughs> you can you, never tell. You, you, you could be lying to me, you could be 60 or 70 year old. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I mean, still no, and Benjamin no, and Bobby Lash- truth. I mean, still and Benjamin Bobby Lashley are in their 40s. I know, well, Edge is, what, 48? Well, I think... Bobby Lashley is a few years younger than Edge is now. Aye. So, but anyway, so just Joe finally gets the accolades and tells them, like, oh, they said they could totally beat you guys in a match. Yeah, they yeah. said they could outdrink you, and they were just laughing at me. Like, Who said they could beat you in a bar fight? And, and then Farouk's like, what? A bar fight? <laughs> bar fight? God dang it. You know what? I don't even care. Like, so you can have a five saying to get your ass out. Like, yeah, I'm just a messenger. And they think, Brazil throws a beer can out. <laughs> like, get out. And then he suddenly says, oh, man. That was my last beer can. Well, I hear there's a local water hole down there. Some guys we know in there. Why don't we go pay them a visit? <laughs> uh, and then, oh, what, what, how lucky we are, Paul. We've got a WrestleMania rematch. Not just any WrestleMania rematch. We've got a WrestleMania 15 rematch here. Oh, goody. Sans Hill in the Cell and Hanging. We have the boss man, who I forgot about, because he's not been on in ages, versus The Undertaker. Yeah, who is looking kind of crap at this point, I've oh, got to be honest. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's definitely put <coughs> some, uh, ah, some he's weight start, on. He's starting to look like that guy you see down the pub. Aye. Uh, you know. You might just take them to go sign to Ken Bridges. Enjoy your night, mate. Aye. Uh, that one's on me, mate. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Don't but, worry about it. And of course, it's one sign on to because even though he doesn't look good, he will, of course, not sell for no one. Not even he's... I'm assuming a good friend of his in Ray Trailer because, you know, yeah. they, they were both around in the old days. They were. They yeah. were. 
But anyway, then Angle comes down and he has his bucket of goop. Goop, which is steaming, but it looks like milk, or I thought it was going to be like cement or whatever, but then then he says it's steaming, he's like, is that acid? Like, I thought it was porridge or something. Aye, it could have been porridge where warm, oh look, nice hot porridge. Where's my hot porridge? Oh, Angle's still that bastard. Where's he done with it? It's on Undertaker's bike. Well, they, oh, never mind. Well, they, I think they said, oh, maybe with paints in it or whatever. Mm. Undertaker decides, fuck it. I don't want to have this match, so he buggers off to chase Angle away. So technically, Bossman defeated The Undertaker by DQ. By, we, didn't by even, we didn't even hear the count or any kind of announcement on that. And it was just yeah. Undertaker walked away and that was that. Yeah. And then Taker chases him back and says, where are you, boy? And then, with a comically large wrench. Yeah, Angles jumps out of nowhere and hits The Undertaker. The Undertaker swings from... And true my passion going, ah! <laughs> Hey! <laughs> I just, I, you hear the wee ding, like, ding! ding uh, every ah. time, like, I take a fright and I go, ah! And then, bloody, Kane comes around the corner, like, hold on, limping, like, I'm gonna get you! And Kurt's like, oh no, I better run very quickly from this limping giant. I've only got two, a further two minutes before this man in his big red jammies eventually manages to limp his way into a safe distance, for which he can do possible harm. Aye. And he comes up and he doesn't even really help Undertaker. He just walks out to him and looks at him and goes, Alright. He kind of looked almost, he didn't even really say anything to Kurt. He chased him. He, he just climbed around the corner. He just looked like he happened to be coming around the corner. Like, what are you doing down there? Did you hurt yourself? Did you have a fall? Get up, you silly belly, you. <laughs> so we're back at the bar now. Hey, EPA going, hey, you seen some, you know, young punks, long hair looking boys. Flowery pants. Yeah, no. kind of goofy. You know, like, no. And they're like, they just, they, no. And they're basically stuck crying up to the actors. Oh, and they're like, like, they just left, but they told us to give you a message. Uh, Acting not hard, so the acolytes proceed to beat the living piss out of three of them. Which set Charlie Hoss up nicely for much of 2003 when he and Shelmans went to feed with the EPA. So, mm. there you go. Oh, so like, get used to getting beaten up by me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Is, is that... Just after that goes on, we cut to Edge and Christian smart meeting about at the back at the bar. Uh, yeah, they're, they're in an alley alley sneaking about. Yeah, yeah. camera there. And then they're like, oh, they must not be here. They go they go, go somewhere else and get a drink. You know? So they talk about they're going to beat them up with a the view. And then there's wee kill of kiss to them as they're talking. You see Edge and Christian speaking over the fence. Like, yeah, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of a scene for any 90s sitcom. It looked like it was filmed yeah, that way. It did, it was filmed well, like, weirdly. Like, hmm? And I, I thought it was going to be good where like, <laughs> they forget to duck down whatever and like, they get spotted by the guys and then get beaten up or whatever. Yeah, I, I thought they were just going to peek and then... And hide it. And hide it. And then all of a sudden they've got these big bits of wind just <laughs> attack the acolytes from behind. And you, could tell, you could tell right away when Christian belted, was it Farouk he belted? I think so. But uh, you could tell right away when he belted Farouk with that wood that that was breakaway wood. It, oh, went, yeah. it went and exploded. <laughs> and they took the bloody cameraman out, I know. And immediately their car just happens to be right next to them. They get in the car and bravely drive away, away. I know. I didn't. All lies. When APA reared the heads, they drove away and bravely fled. <laughs> we never did. <laughs> Yeah. And Christian ran away, <laughs> bravely ran away, away. <laughs> Anyway, then it comes, it's down for the main event, the Rock and Chris Jericho versus Chris Benoit and Triple H. And uh, the Rock comes at last and he does the oh, thing where halfway... A fun combination of peoples. When he drops, he drops the belt halfway down the ramp, just belts it to the ring. Ow! 
Jericho gets taken out for most of this. He gets thrown into an announce table, leaving the heels to beat up the rock. Yeah. Two on one. Uh, Shane tries to get involved, rock gets in some punches, but still gets beat up two on one. Then Jericho gets in, and it's his turn to get beat up because his ribs are now the best mm. after what's been happening with him and Triple H. And then the rocks waiting ages to get the tag, and get the tag, and they decide, oh, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> Comes in, starts throwing a people about hitting people with elbows, hitting people with rock bonds. And then over here, they try, does it makes the car with the mistake of trying to stop the rock. He went, ah, fine, what for you? No. Yeah. And that's him as well. So, which I believe I came up with you were watching this, you were like, why are you hitting the ref? You did it, you didn't. No, I didn't even sober. I was like, what's he hitting the ref for? Come on, what the ref did? Because he, stopped, he got him in the way, he stood in the way of hitting the other people. So, all right, fine, your turn to get hit. Yeah. Hit, yeah. Errol, Errol did get a bit in the way in this match. <laughs> he did. To the point where, like later on, when they're doing kind of the spot where it sits on the dual submissions, yeah, you've got you got Jericho kind of clumsily spearing. I, I was gonna say, I don't think Earl was maybe saying here. It was a clear, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah, like move, Earl. Like you seen that bit in uh, uh, Super Bad where Bill Heater, the cop, played by here chasing a guy through a bar. Remain by, by the patron, by the patrons of the bar. Remain calm, remain calm. Get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> Just pushing some guy over, sitting down in a chair. Yeah, but. I do. So, so be the end of the DQ, which is maybe on all the setup. Oh, if that happens Sunday, The Rock will lose the three year championship. Oh, yeah, yeah. But then it sits a thing where Triple H goes to hit Rock with a chair. Jericho comes in, locks him in the walls. Rock gets trips with Benoit taste of his own medicine. We're talking across this after he's obviously already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sent. Uh, seeing flying in the aforementioned spot, they send him a back bite. Oh, shit, shit, I'm going back up. Yeah. Like, nearly take out both Michael and Gerald all out of the wind time. He, get, he gets a nice leg hug for his trouble, though. Yeah. King hold, cuddles his leg. King, hold me. Yeah. Hold me. I'm frightened. I mean, I don't want to go to jail, King. I'm fragile. <laughs> nice quote. Thank you. Great movie. But, um, Rock's got the crossface in. And like it still looks a bit rough, but you know, Disney looks right. No, it's right. Is the rocks the sharpshooter it, way? It, it Disney looked like when Cena's did it. I mean, day. it was on that. It was on that near that level with the Cena, Cena cross arm. Like, it, like I say, Disney looked like Cena when he's trying to do it to Brock in that match where he got like sixteen or seventeen fucking suplexes. suplexes. But when he's got Brock, and the arms are quite clearly about a but a good five ten centimeters away from his face, and he's going tap. Trap! And you're like, well, put him in the goddamn submission then, and he might. <laughs> but, but it doesn't look the best, though. So I was like, oh, good. It's nice to know that the sharpshooter is not the only submission that the rock can do badly. <laughs> he, just, he, did, he did that better than his sharpshooter. He rock turns him over and he goes, ah! <laughs> rock just pulls the tied legs up, turn over and pull a face. Yeah, that, well, that, was, that was the rock's forte in submissions. Well, he did it when he pulled the face here, when he's got the big wide eyes, like, yeah, look at the eyes, I don't know. Going, Gah! Well, the referees come in and go, please, stop, let him go, please, stop, what are you doing, stop. Fantastic referee. It's pretty much it, uh, might as well have. That was a great description of what refereeing, Scott. Well, it was, but... Oh no, please, stop. You're hurting him. Play the Gene Wilder and Willy Wonka. Stop, don't, come back. Yeah. <laughs> All the apathy. But yes, that is the go home. Are we not hyped up for a fully loaded 2000? The card of yes. which is the following. As as I can do best from best recollection, because I think I know this very well. Uh-huh. TNA and Trish versus the Hardys and Lita in a six-person tag team match. 
I'll, I think I'm doing this in order, actually, as well. I can do it in order. Uh, Al, Al versus Taz. Al versus Taz. Eddie versus Perry Sam for the European title. The tag team titles, Edge and Christian for the APA. A steel cage match for the Intercontinental title team, Val and Rikishi. We have Undertaker versus Kurt. Triple H versus Jericho and Laugh and Sandin. And The Rock versus Benoit for the WWE title, because that's the triple main event. There, so, I already know how the main event goes. Well, yeah. And I feel I already know... How the uh, European title match goes. Well, we, did, ho- we, we did do a retrospective about this. Yeah, I hope. I don't know for definite, but I hope I'm wrong in my assumption about the tag match. Well, I'm not going to give anything. I away. hope I'm probably wrong, but, but I hope I'm. But a solid card right there. I think. I mean, two of the matches, the build to them really seem to be rushed this week, and there are a few things that are happening right now that aren't really carried over the pay per view like. Like like uh, the right to censor, they've been building that for quite a few weeks now, and then all of a sudden, like, yeah, well, we have nothing for the right to censor. But I don't know if I wanted to see another Bill Godfather match on pay per view. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't want to see it in general, but I like Godfather, and like Bill, like, just I maybe like, not to, not yeah, against each other, yeah. you know. Well, the Godfather had that China problem. Yeah, yeah. You know, a bit clunky. Yeah. When he was Karma, ah. when he was, you know, Papa Chango. Mm-hmm. Solid, but by the time he was the Godfather, he was a bit clunky. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pretty solid card. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, let's talk about the episode here, Paul. Well, I, I think it was a good. I think it was a good episode. It, was, it wasn't as much sort of stoppy starty crap. Yeah. And it was a lot more, you know, focus on in ring. Yeah. Rather than the last couple we've watched. More more cleanish finishes because the only yeah, two yeah. DQs I can recall are the main event. Which serves in the fact that there's a DQ stipulation yeah. around the main event, and Angle's trying to show he's a tough guy. Yeah, served a purpose. Yeah, they said. I think this did, for the most part, what they needed to do, with the exception of Triple H and the autograph saga. Yeah, you, you weren't overly keen on that, but I don't, I don't even think that was as bad as it could have been. Yeah, no, okay. because a lot of those ones that annoy me <laughs> are the ones that are like that, but they have no. You know, the most yeah. random wee time-wasting segments that have no end. Yeah. And you're like, well, you've done that and it went nowhere. At least this went somewhere. Uh-huh. You know? And we got Benoit and his whippet. His whippet. You know, having a go at the rock. Uh, well, it, it, it's un-PC nowadays to call him a gimp. <laughs> you know? I mean, is it? I, I, the way the world is nowadays, I'm just going to assume it is. <laughs> okay, I know. I, I know what the the term of a gimp you know, is. Usually, you know, you know that old way thing. If you can think of it, was most likely porn it. Yeah. Well, nowadays, if you if you think it is, it most likely is offensive. Yeah. That's the way the world does nowadays. If you if you have an inkling that it may be offensive, it most likely is very offensive. Well, I think it'd be offensive in this in a certain context. When you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm just saying. I'm just, just, just a, it's just a fact. <laughs> but I can call him a whippet with abandon. Yes. It's just an irritating little yippy whippet. Yeah. <laughs> He's but, a yippy whippet. But we know our usual ratings here, Paul. The thumbs, either two up, one up, middle, down, two down. No, I'll give us a solid thumb. I'd give us a solid thumb too. And a solid thumbs up. I don't want to be repetitive here, but like I'm trying to think what I'd recommend from this show. And it's happening again. I don't. I didn't think I'd get to the stage. Mm. Once again, the highlight of this show for me, one of the main highlights, was bloody Steve fucking Blackman versus Al Snow. Hell yeah, man! You're starting to come on to the good side, man. 
I like hardcore champion Dubai Man. Before with just head cheese, I didn't like Steve Blackman. No one liked head cheese. Mm. I guess somebody I used to host a show with who kind of liked head cheese, but I'm not talking about that. I liked, I liked, you know, I liked original debut Blackman. Mm-hmm. I liked hardcore champion Blackman. Did not like fucking head cheese shit. That was dumb as fuck. Mm. Oh, I liked Cheesy. He was cool. Chester McCheeserton. Chester McCheeserton. I liked him. Uh, it's a shame that it's a shame that Al Snow decided to beat him. But I'm trying to think of other things I'd recommend other other than that. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose you could recommend the the Hardy TNA match. Yeah, that, that was a decent match. That or the main event. You know, they they both served the covers because mm-hmm. the faces, even though they got DQ'd, served a. Bears, they were standing tall I mean, over the two heels. It's strange. It's I mean, you say it's hard to pick something you could recommend, but it was a good. It was a good yeah. SmackDown. Well, that's always the, the sign of a good one. Like, depending on how many options I have for stuff to recommend, will show the quality just of the episode. Do as I would do. I yeah. would recommend just if you're if you're fortunate enough to be on the network yeah. and know someone that has the network, look at watch the episode. It's a good one. It's a good build up. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, and I look forward to getting to talk about fully loaded. Uh, with you in full because I've watched it twice in my entire life I think yeah. I've only ever watched it twice but you know I'll be good to get sit down and watch it again in the context of what we've been talking about the last few weeks definitely and we'll see where things go from here like, thank you everybody for listening to the Rogue Rage Magic Review please make sure you give us a like rating review of Rogue Opinions on your chosen platform or on all good Android podcasts and platforms and Anchor. thank you to all Rogue Opinions listeners that put up with me on this particular <laughs> show. I really do appreciate it. I'm happy to be the voice of this particular section of the programme. We, uh, or be one of the voices, yeah. I should say. You can also find Scott and Paul's show on the Rogue Opinions feed or on its own feed where both feeds are on all good Android podcasts and say Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, where you choose to get your podcasts. You know, check out the back catalogue of Scott and Paul's uh, podcasts and all the fun wrestling and Frasier related content we do and the other rambling stuff we talk about yeah. I mean you talk you talk about shows to recommend I had a little I had a little nosy at our uh, Facebook page today and the most highly checked out one recently was where you know we haven't we haven't done a show in a while so let's just talk shit you know the one we did when you were kind of drunk and I was really high you have to narrow it down for my sake Remember when we hadn't done a show for a while? Oh yeah, was that one where I thought we'll do this show, and and that thing I want to talk about separately because I knew we'd talk about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we had a we had I think at the start of it we had some semblance of a plan, but I was in no condition for it, so we just we just went with it. I think I've, I'll vaguely know, but check out all of the on post shows recently, and you might be able to suss out from context when you listen to it what one he's on about. Yeah, you'll know. You'll know. Check out back Algo Rogue Retro Smackdown that we've done and check out other stuff like my show No Rogues Barred that yeah. I do and uh, Podney and Easy which I do with Carl and the guys have got some other shows Nathan and Ben that Naked Men podcast they do it's just a name I swear <laughs> and I'm sure there's a football podcast on Rogue Opinions I just can't remember the name of it. Nice. But that is all that. Remember Rogue underscore Opinions on Twitter Scott and Paul at SP Rambling on Twitter and facebook.com for slash from plugins, but yes. Ooh, who shall we play out now? Oh, who shall we play who out? Who shall now? we play out this time? Mm, cause well, not the radicals. Not, because not the radicals, no. 
know. Fucking Perry Saturn's new music I've already mentioned was basically just a fucking air raid siren going off. Basically. Basically. Aye. Uh, the APA. Aye, we'll go with the go APA. Fuck it, aye. They're like, we could do a and we've done his before in no, the past. We've done his. We'll do... We'll do uh, We'll do the APA, they're fun. Because yeah, the only two that I had in my mind was the APA or Al Snow. I was going to say the APA or Taz is one, uh, but... What does everybody want? Uh, <sighs> but yeah, we'll go with the APA for now. But thank you for listening. We'll stay tuned for Fully Loaded some point in the next week. Mm-hmm. And then we'll say it. Bye-bye. Bye.